97.3. Morning, team. Sunday morning. Nice to have you company. It's been a dreadful few days. I can't tell you. First of all, with, with poor Janet Brown... Uh, dying, and I, I was trying to remind people. Janet, Bre- a lot of people were saying to me, "Oh, ja- she was the very busty one." I said, "No, no, no, that's Faith Brown. <laughs> that was Faith Brown. Was blonde and very busty." And Janet Brown turned up in in a, a James Bond film last night, playing Margaret Thatcher. She was a great impressionist. She was married to Peter Butterworth. Uh, but the thing that amazed me was the fact that she was eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. I had no idea at all. For, if somebody had said to me, "How old do you think Janet Brown is?" I probably would have said, "Oh, I don't know. Now, probably sixty-eight, something like that." Eighty-seven. And uh, as I say, really, really nice person. I never ever met her. Never met her. But the other thing that made me terrible because I, we've seemed to have had a spate of people this week that we've lost was uh, was Tom Daly's dad, Rob, and that I think hit everybody far more because we'd only been watching him on the documentary when he'd announced that the tumor was back. And he'd said, you know, and the, and the, and the fa- they, they got on so well as a family, you know, and it's quite rare in this day and age to actually find families that do get on because we're so used to turning on reality programmes to find people bickering over the stupidest of items. And, uh, and when you watch that family who is so close together, and, uh, and I felt really sad about that. I got myself into a dreadful state thinking that they got on so well. And he had said on the documentary, he said, if I have to crawl to the Olympics, I'm going to be there. And he missed it by just the few months. But... Uh, I think everybody's sympathies are with uh, Tom Daly and the family now. And he ha- he's, he'll, he'll do it for his dad. Because he, he tweeted about his father and said, if I'm... I forget what the actual quote is, but it's something like, if I could be half the dad that my dad was to me, that would be my best achievement. And he put that on his, uh, on his Twitter yesterday. So uh, our commiserations to the family. But, I mean, he left a great legacy. It's just so blooming young. 40 is nothing. We thought it was bad enough with Suzanne Mitzi at 43. And, uh, and you think, it's terrible, isn't it? So, lots of commiserations. I think everybody loves Tom Daly and the family because I think they were just genuine people. And uh, it's going to make him try even harder at the Olympics because he's not just doing it for us. He's doing it because his dad will be watching, going, you blooming well do it, kiddo. You blooming well do it. Anyway, all of that uh, does make the papers today, especially Cheryl. You wouldn't have thought, would you? Will just said to me, he said, we did that during the week. I said, I know, I and mean, it's trawled itself into the Sunday papers. And uh, Cheryl Cole back now. Now, you have to take everything you read in the papers with a pinch of salt. You have to sort of say, when, when they have quotes from her, it probably isn't quotes from her. Because she seems to be, and everybody's going, oh, it's Simon's fault. It's, it's got nothing to do with Simon. He, he took her over to America, and he probably thought, because he very rarely makes mistakes. He's not a stupid man. You don't get that much money and have that many successful programmes by being stupid. He knows exactly what it is. He took her over there. To be honest with you, she doesn't really put any effort in. There's no, she puts more effort into putting her hair extensions in and doing her makeup than she does into actually thinking about what she's saying on the programme. She's always been a bit weak. She's always been a bit spineless. And she's OK. She looks pretty. You know, if you think pretty sells, then that's great. In America, they've got a million pretty people. They don't want any more pretty people. What they want is somebody who can add something. Somebody who can add something that they can understand. And that was the big problem. They couldn't understand a blooming word she said. So she goes over there, and they persevere. And you can only imagine, can't you, in the control room, where the director goes, OK, cut to Cheryl. And Cheryl then... And the producer looks around and goes, did anybody get that in here? Anybody? No. And so they go with it every day because it's Simon's programme and they persevere. At the end of the first week, the producer's on tablets. OK, by the end of the second week, the cameramen are wetting themselves with laughter because they think she's speaking Martian. They have no idea what she's saying. 
because they're, they're used to people who come from the Deep South talking like that, but at least you can understand what they're saying. With Cheryl Cole, even over here, we could have had subtitles on. There's nothing, you know, she's perfectly pleasant if you like that kind of thing. You know, she was the non-singer out of Girls Aloud and uh, hoping to break it in America. Eventually, the producer, who by now is bald and has started biting his fingernails, at the end of two weeks, enough is enough. He's on Prozac, Valium, he's on as many tablets as you can cram into your little body and it's making him ill. So they have to say, listen, we've recorded these, luckily... We can put somebody else on the panel and we can ju- they'll all be cutaways. Each presenter on the panel has what they call a designated camera. The camera will be on them and they do the... Ca- so so if, if Cheryl does a funny face, like most of her faces are quite funny, then they can actually put it into the, into the programme. And they just sort of cut away, she, mm, quizzical kind of look, or, oh, funny, or so, way, eh? And they go, she said something again, but we don't know what it is. And so at the end of two weeks, they thought, no, we can't do this. So they've got to bring somebody else in, which is fine. Unfortunately, it means that Cheryl, who is, according to friends, very fragile now. I mean, it's just grow up, get over yourself, for God's sake. Even the front of the Sunday Mirror, and, and to be honest with you, I, I don't believe any quotes that come from anybody here. Uh, Cowell has given the ultimatum on the US, on the UK X Factor. Listen, this is what it is. Want to do it? Don't want to do it. So, you know, apparently I'm told she's going to be paid for the American one because it was in the contract. So she gets paid whatever it is for doing nothing. Because she doesn't gel with people. That's the trouble. The only person she gels with is Simon Cowell. And, you know, she, she didn't gel with anybody else on the panel. Where The Americans are very good at gelling. You know, some people, when we did the show for... I mean, I found it really difficult. When we did the show for, for Channel 5, we had... They, they go through this laborious process of picking presenters. And so we had this, this, this programme. And, and they, we all go down. And there's about five or six of us... And and you had to do. I mean, when I look back on it, it was it was quite amazing, really, because you had to do something. Somebody brought a puppet. Uh, somebody did dance. Somebody I can't remember what everybody did. They all did different things, and I didn't actually have anything to do because I'm a radio presenter and wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do. And then you did this this dummy program in a studio at Teddington with an audience. And the audience come in, and then they sort of put all the presenters in there, and you had to be, in inverted commas, entertaining. And the audience then voted on who they liked and who they thought gelled. And luckily, I, I got through. But Nick Knowles, of course, was in our thing. I mean, he turned up. He was young. He was slim. He looked attractive. I just felt frumpy. And I thought, oh, I don't want to stand next to him. <laughs> it's going to be really difficult because he, he, he was sort of he'd been presenting for some time and I didn't I'm not really into, into television presenting at all, uh, as was painted the obvious if you check out YouTube. But all of that, he was very generous. He would actually look at the programme in the morning and he'd say, I think Steve should do that. And the producer go, OK, that's fine. And so we would do all these things. So when you when you see the process, they don't just take Cheryl Cole over to America and shove her on a panel and go, there you go, pop it. It's a long process. They'll have looked at her and thought, she looks right. Uh, there's the pro- I think they must have discovered the problem with the accent long before she went over there. But Simon Kalkovic said, listen, go with it. Go with- she'll- perhaps she'll lighten up a little bit. But to be honest with you, I, th- I think highly unlikely. So she's come back. Simon has apparently said to grow up or you'll lose this show too. Because, you know, you can't sort of pretend to be an adult. You know, why- let's face it, girls, because we're worth it. You know, which, of course, was one of the stupidest lines ever when they had to tell you that it wasn't actually her hair she was shampooing. It was grown on the back of a yak. And they then just stuck it onto her head and she's got false this and false that. No, there wasn't really very much there. But it's good. You know, it's OK. She's sort of got it. 
and, and then she's lost it. Now, she apparently, according to the paper today, is not taking any calls, and, and quite clearly, if, if it's true, as I say, take it with a very, very large pinch of salt. It's a case of, listen, love, there's loads of other people we can find. You want to do it? Not want to do it. Stop messing about. Grow up. You know, and they've got lots of pictures. They say here's, she's too fragile. Too fragile? Cheryl Cole from a capsule. Fragile? And James O'Brien doesn't use big words or something like that. You know, it's too... F- ...understand the meaning of on this programme this morning, because I'm, f- I'm cooking with gas at the moment. <laughs> because we're worth it. Do we listen to it today? It's only an iPad 2. It's only an iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. Strange enough, because I brought mine in today. Look. Oh, it didn't make the noise. I thought it was going to make the <laughs> It's supposed to make the noise. Why didn't it make the noise? I'm not happy now. And... Oh, it's turned itself off. Uh, which is quite nice. I've got the iPad too, and I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. I'm with me everywhere. But you'll take this one. I've seen one. You'll know it's thinner, lighter design, faster processor, graphics, really good, improved browsing, gameplay. You can watch HD videos. The good news is it's got two cameras. Front and back, so you could do, you know, you can talk face-to-face with a friend, you can take photos, record your... And it's great. I mean, I've actually done it at home, because I've, I've got um, Wi-Fi at home. And... Does that make me sound flat? I don't know Wi-Fi, I don't know. Has everybody got Wi-Fi at home? Is that normal? Oh, you've all got it, have you? Oh, which I've not mentioned it now. It's obviously... Oh, it's, it's OK, is it? OK, right. Do you have a luxury car as well at home? You've just got the Wi-Fi. OK, oh, God for that. I thought I was being pushed back. So, and so it's, it's brilliant. And you can talk to people on it. And you can play games. And you can, you've got the LBC app on there and everything. It's really, really good. This one, we will include the smart leather cover. The smart leather cover is magnetised. And... Why is everybody smiling? What's the matter? I said something. No, OK. All right. Just a little bit worried by everybody. Sort of, when everybody starts smiling all at the same time, you either think... Something's happened, or they've seen something on the television, or a bird's flown into the window. Oh, they're laughing at Cheryl Cole. Everybody laughs at Cheryl Cole. Sadly, not with her. They just laugh at her, which is which is a great shame. No, she's sweet, in her own little way. And uh, where we get? Oh yes. So anyway, so it's got the smart leather cover, which is magnetised, so you can take it off. But it does protect the screen, and it's lovely. It comes in a variety of colours, but I don't know what colour you've got with this one. It will come with one of them. So the person with the lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10 o'clock this morning. To play this one, because it's mine, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, if you want to bid uh, 68 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 68, the numbers, and send that to treble eight two one. If you want to bid £2.35... T- I couldn't think of a number, actually. It's so difficult to think of new numbers. Every- you'd think there's loads of them, but I can't I keep coming up with the same ones. So you bid 235 or 135, whatever it happens to be, or 35 or pound or anything like that, in a text and send it to treble 821. So it's Steve, then your chosen amount, and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. Got to get your skates on for the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's got a, a 10-hour battery life and a 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen. And you can only get it on Steve Allen's show this Sunday morning. With the travel for you, it's James Worley. Thanks very much, Steve. And let's start in the city, where Blackfriars Underpass is closed this morning. It's closed westbound between Puddle Dock and Blackfriars Bridge for roadworks. Eastbound traffic is down to a single lane. On to Catford and the South Circular traffic lights are out at Bearing Road. There's no right turn across the junction. The da- uh, lights were damaged in an accident yesterday. And uh, Hello. 
Morning, everybody. Sunday morning on LBC. Don't forget, incidentally, because I think they're coming off very shortly, your last chance to have a look at the photo gallery of Steve Allen's big day out to meet Vidal Sassoon. We should have actually had a picture of Holly carrying all the equipment, which we didn't need, because they, they very kindly gave us the use of their facilities, which was very nice. So if you haven't seen them, Steve Allen's big day out to meet Vidal Sassoon. It's the final time. The gallery's there. It's on lbc.co.uk. Got some great ones for your Monday. We're going out to do some uh, some camera shooting today. I can't tell you what it is, because it's it's secret squirrel stuff. Uh, Bob says, you're so correct. Cheryl doesn't put the work in. After all, the accent was a problem for months, so why didn't she take elocution lessons? I'm always reminded of uh, Anita Dobson on the subject of accents, because uh, when Anita Dobson was born, she was kind of East End, Cockney. I can't, don't, don't ask me to do it now, because I'm not very good at it. And, uh, and so her mother decided to send her to uh, acting classes, and she got elocution. And so she started talking all posh, and being very posh like that. So what's the first big job she gets? Talking Cockney. So having spent all this money trying to lose the accent, she has to put it all back in again. Nightmare. Nightmare. But, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think Cheryl should have to lose the accent. It's just that if you're Geordie, rest assured you're never going to work in America. Especially if it's a really broad accent. You wouldn't say to a Scottish person, would you? Would you like to change your accent so you can get more work? Because there's loads of work in Scotland. And there's probably loads of work in Newcastle for Cheryl. Way, eh, love? Would you like phrase with that? You know, or would you like extra uh, extra ice in your cola? And stuff, you know, she could do that kind of thing, couldn't she? I suppose. I don't know. Could be wrong. 84850, uk. Um... Uh, John says, I wish people, and that includes you, wouldn't keep saying that Cheryl Cole is pretty. She is actually pretty. She's she's also tiny. You know, she's only about four foot ten. She just put heels. I mean, she really is a mini me. She's tiny. T- she is pretty. Listen, in terms of, you know, other people, on t- she is pretty. All right. So she's got fake hair, lots of troweled on makeup and, and somebody professionally does it. But then, you know, most people, you know, if, if, if you actually gave them a good makeup, most people could look attractive. All right, not not everybody round here, but I mean, there's a few people you could do a makeover with them. And Cheryl, you know, it's because she's thin. She's stick thin. She's stick thin, and she, you know, she's got that. You know, it's 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 a, it's a shame, really, that it wasn't going to work in America. But I think now she's absolutely blown it completely. And so she'll come over here, and if she wants to work, she'll eat. What's she going to do? You think Will I Am is going to come over here and start sort of teaching her how to sing and dance? Because you know, we've seen we've gone fight, fight, fight. But, you know, all this sort of choreographed dancing kind of bit, which is a little bit robotic. It was nice if she'd sung it live. It would have been very interesting. But uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. Mind you, I never got, got Girls Aloud, because I could never remember who was in it. I remember there was the loads of publicity, but very little action from Sarah Harding, who laughingly told us that uh, she was off to America to be a movie star. How we all laughed at that one. In the same way that when Vernon Kay and Toss Daly, his, uh, his wife at the moment, uh, decided they were going to go to America. I was the first one to offer to carry the bags to take them to the airport. Uh, sadly, we've not seen that one come to fruition either. We're s- kind of still stuck with them here. As long as you don't let them near a phone and he texts, we're all right. But at the moment, you know, they all say the same thing, don't they? Oh, we're going to go to America and break it. Listen, I've watched people who are, who are big here go to America and die. Absolutely die. There's a, there is a, there is there's not an art to doing it, and it's got it's just got to do, to do with whether you can fit in. You know, Dermot O'Leary, they wouldn't they wouldn't get in America at all because he can't stand still and present. They've got proper presenters. You know, I'm not saying he's not a proper presenter, but he wouldn't work over there. Steve Jones is struggling. Steve Jones is is struggling over there. 
So, it's interesting. Uh, makes you think, says Paul in Manchester, with all the hoo-ha about Cheryl and co. Thoughts and sympathy to Tom Daly and his family and the loss of uh, Rob. Sad about Janet Brown. Which, I mean, I think it's terribly sad about all the... Really, all the, I, got, I got more upset about poor old Tom Daly and his, uh, and his family, knowing that he's only 17. He's only 17, you know, to grow up with, with that image in your mind. And you do hold that image. You know, they were all there because luckily, I say luckily, we had this big discussion the other day on the programme, should people be allowed to die at home? And hospitals do let people die at home. You know, if, if there's no rhyme nor reason, it's just something that's going to happen, then, then the, the, you know, people want to do that, surrounded by family and friends. I'm going out screaming, I'm telling you. I'm absolutely going out screaming. I'm going to die at home, surrounded by as many people as I can find, and I'm screaming till the end, if I've got, if I've got the energy. If I've got the energy. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's something that will we'll stay with them for a long, long time. Patsy went to Costco today. Dangerous and addictive place, she said. I spent 350 quid. I went on, um... day did I go? Friday. No, I didn't go Friday. When did I go? Thursday. When did I go Saturday? I'd have got... Yes, it was either Thursday or, or Friday. I can't remember which one it was. And, and I did £160. And I always get terribly depressed about it. Because I go round, I put things in my trolley. And then I get to the checkout and I think... I'll take that out, actually. I don't really need that. But then there's always my brother that I can go and offload stuff on. And because he's just... Oh, have you ever heard of this before? Have you ever heard of this before? My brother goes in to have an operation on his knee the other day. And he has it done on Booper because he's got private medical insurance through work. And, and it's because he plays football that his knees are collapsing. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about knees. I've got two. But it looks like he'll have to have his, his replaced with plastic knees. I mean, sounding a bit like the six million dollar man, but the slightly cheaper version. And so he said to me, he said, they gave me a DVD of the operation. I went, nice. It comes with commentary. They film it at the same time. And the, you've got the surgeon talking. Well, I mean, it was la 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 time for me because I'm not good at the, at the best of things. And to be honest with you. Watching, so you see the camera going in. Oh, I can't begin to tell you. If you're eating breakfast, you'll be rushing to turn the radio off as quick as possible. And and then this camera goes through, and it looks like a scene from the underworld, underwater world of Jacques Cousteau, because all you can see is his knees dissolving inside with all this sort of calcium or something. It's supposed to be all firm, but it's all hanging down. So the oh, it was awful, off. And he's sitting there. Well, in the end, it had to go off. I don't, why do, he's watched it a few times. I can't think of anything worse. It's like I wouldn't want to watch anybody else. It's all right if you're watching it on the television itself. It's a heart transfer, not knees. It really did look like a Jacques Cousteau. You know when they see these things that rise from the depths and they pulsate? It looked like that. And then at one point, and this is where the television had to go off, the surgeon puts this thing in and starts dragging all this stuff out. Oh, no. Dear Lord and everything that is holy, don't ever show me that ever again. And so he, t- he, he was quite surprised. He thought I'd be interested. Quite clearly doesn't know me. I forgot to mention the, the tattoo as well. We discovered that my brother has a tattoo. Not sure about that, but... Anyway, he kept that very quiet the other day. Because luckily at the moment, because his, his leg is uh, all swollen, but it looks like he'll have to put in for the two knees as soon as possible. I think there's a waiting list for two new knees. So I think what they do is they... I don't know what they do. I don't want to see that operation either, thank you very much indeed. 84850, uk. It's Sunday morning on LBC. And it never rained yesterday, did it? But I tell you what, really... Because I, I was waiting for it, because I thought, I won't get the car washed, because it's going to rain. Did it? No. 
It didn't. So I didn't get the car, and it's still dirty. And, and I was coming down the motorway yesterday, back from... I, I dropped a load of stuff off at my brother's. Because every so often I have a clear-out, and I, I think he's, he's actually the best person to go and dump it on. Because uh, he, he's quite handy, and he does car boots and things like that. So, and I'm driving back down the motorway, and I'm saying, oh, la, 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 la. As you do, you know, when you're sort of singing to yourself. And I'm a pretty good singer. Uh, and I do sing a lot in the car. I think I'm quite good, actually. And, 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 I'm, driving, and I'm looking in the mirror, because I like to be aware on the road of what's going on. And I'm looking in the mirror, and I see another car like mine coming up behind me. But it's shiny, and mine wasn't very shiny. And this one was in blue. And, and so, in, in due deference, because if ever I come up behind somebody, I expect them, because my car's bigger, for them to move out of the way. If they don't, I nudge them gently, OK? And uh, so this one, he's, he's sort of coming up behind me, so I thought, I'll, I'll pull in. Because I quite like to watch them go past. I'm quite fascinated by other cars going, and I, I do look. But because of privacy glass, you can't see anybody. So th- th- this car sort of goes, he obviously then spots me. Goes, mm, another car. Uh, and he sort of sails past me, so I'm looking. His is, his is blue, but it's a real, it's a nice blue. It's, um, it's midway between dark and light. So it's mid-blue. And, and he goes past, and I'm looking at thinking... That's very shiny, that car, you know, it's very shiny on the motorway. And so I let him go past, and then he sort of pulls in, because then it was my turn to overtake him, so I could have it, so he could look at my car. It was very exciting. We were doing this up and down the motorway. And then my friend Michael, then all of a sudden somebody flashes me, and of course it's Michael, but I, he can't see it's me, but he knows it's me because of the number plate. And, um, and he said, oh, did you see that other car? I said, no, no, what other car? You know, try not to admit that you've ever seen anything on the road that you like. So I come in this morning, and I come over Hammersmith flyover, coming into town, like, and I've got a couple of little uh, cars. You always get somebody who wants to race at this time of the morning. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to waste the petrol. And we get the other side of Hammersmith flyover. And you can turn left to go to Barron's Court or whatever it is. And, this is, and it, they, they've blocked off the road. Both sides of the road are blocked off because they're digging it up. But they've still got the traffic lights operating. So we sit there waiting for invisible traffic. Nobody quite clearly in Hammersmith Council has got one iota of a brain cell to think, why don't we turn the lights off going across? Because you cannot go across. There's only, so you stop at the bottom of, of Hammersmith Flyover and you sit there whilst invisible cars and lorries go across the road. A totally pointless exercise. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. Thanks to Bryn and Annie very much indeed. They're off to uh, France, I think, next week, next Friday until September. How lovely. How lovely. hope the weather's good for you over there. I'm sure it will be, actually. There's me waiting, because we had rugby yesterday in Twickenham, and it was, it was quite busy. A lot of people dressed up as babies for some reason. You can never understand the rugby fans. They're a different breed altogether. But they're quite nice, actually. And uh, we've got rugby again today. I should be heading back there later. And I've, I've got no idea what the time kick-off is. Don't forget, Darren's in at nine. So if you've got a question about your computer, now is the time to actually send your question in. Don't make them too long. Short and sweet would be quite useful. And it's steve at lbc.co.uk. OK, steve at lbc.co.uk. That's questions for, uh, for Darren. Don't forget the how low. The fantastic iPad 2 with the leather smart cover. More details on that in a second. And, uh, Bryn, I did know about that piece of information, actually, because I, I read up on it before. I deliberately didn't bring it up into conversation, I think because of the, of the sensitive nature. But uh, I was aware of it. You're quite right. Fascinating, isn't it? Uh, I see that uh, Victoria Beckham is uh, plugging something on her Twitter page, and it's, it's something for stretch marks. The fact the company had been sending her this free for ten years is neither here nor there. And uh, they said, but we didn't ask for it. No, but it kind of paid off in the long run, didn't it, really? The stretch marks. And um, it's one here. 
and uh, says, I've just heard you've got the new iPad 2, and uh, and you've got a an iPad app. Oh, right. Thank you very much indeed for that. Thank you, Kevin. I shall check that out a bit later on. Can't do it at the I can't do things like that in the studio for some reason. I can read it, but... Um, but, uh, but I can't, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, I resent, says Miriam, having people's accents foisted upon us. The only accents I like are Irish, Cockney, Jamaican, and your impartial one. You're one of the few broadcasters who believe the listeners should be able to understand every word. I totally agree. You've, of course you should be able to understand. I mean, I go next door, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know. I don't know where they're from. Witnesses, I don't know. And you go in there and they're chattering away to themselves. And, um... And Miriam says, as for Lorraine Kelly, what is she doing broadcasting in the south? I cannot understand her north of the border babble. Oh, you're great. You're wonderful. You're great. I love you. You're, you're super. And that's all she does, actually. I do get the feeling that sometimes the lights are on, but nobody's home. And she's just wandering through it. But uh, interesting. As for the good with food, please, please, please. I can't take any more of them. They're multiplying. The Scottish accent does not inspire an interest in food. Booze, yes, but not food. Oh, how lovely. Actually, the funny thing is, if, if you go to... Um, Glasgow, the accent there is, is actually quite strong, but if you go to Edinburgh, it's slightly more refined, and you can understand things that people are saying, but in, in Glasgow and I can't understand a word, so I don't go to Glasgow anymore even though it was the European city of culture which is very good indeed uh, Stories in the papers we shall come round to a little bit later on, so I'm asking you now to get your questions in to Darren and that's steve at lbc.co.uk uh, I noticed that uh, Gil Scott Heron has died at the age of only 62. Cool, we've had a dreadful week this week, haven't we? It really, we lost, was it Cathy Kirby we lost? And then Janet Brown, and, oh dear, and then Suzanne Mitzi, and, um, oh crikey, it's just, it's just awful, isn't it, really? Uh, axe by fiendish rumpled stiltskin. This is uh, the axe man, Mike Darnell, here. The five foot two inch snakeskin boot wearing TV boss who shattered. Her American dream. It's not an American dream. She never put any effort into it. It's just a case I'm going over to America and I'm just doing a, doing a programme. Nice piece on Tom Daly's uh, dad. You should be very proud, actually, Tom, of your dad because uh, he, was, he came over as such a nice, genuine man, really. You're very lucky. Very, very lucky indeed. Not everybody gets that all the time. And, uh, and you had it. Just, it's a shame it didn't go for longer. But the one thing, and, it's, and you'll, you'll come to terms with it eventually, but it's a very slow process. It is slow process. Uh, they're talking about Eddie Kidd. Um, because today, I, there's not, not a marathon today, is it? There's all sorts of road closures in. And there's barriers up all over the place. And I didn't see anybody. But uh, Eddie Kidd is uh, still out there, and they've got his, his girlfriend talking uh, about him and saying it's actually quite quite a tough thing to look after somebody who's in a in a wheelchair but she said he's still the world's most gorgeous man he always was he always was and uh, I, f- I found it quite sad to see him the other day but nevertheless he's still with us and that uh, can only be good news uh very quickly one here uh patsy who says you're so right again the americans didn't understand a word she said i wonder if you're going to see it i wonder if they're going to leak those bits of of cheryl cole I wonder if, if they're going to stick them out on, on YouTube. That I'd be quite fascinated with, wouldn't you? I'd be very interested. Um, another one here. This is Martin, who says, Back in the 1970s, I worked on the railway in a little place in Lincolnshire. When I contacted Control, I had to state where I was calling from, and the voice would, would come back saying, Peter Butterworth, because it was Potter Hanworth. Anyway, he said, I know you like old buses, and next Sunday is the Country Bus Rally's yearly event 
at Hartford. Green Route Masters and the like from the 50s and 60s, recreating the roots of the time. Great new for you and John Warrington could come along after the show. Well, he has to work, sadly, poor soul. But that sounds a lovely day out, doesn't it? The, uh, the Country Bus Rallies yearly event at Hartford. How lovely. Do you know, I'll tell you, I don't care what anybody says, sometimes, I might even do it today, actually, I might do it today, I might just go down to Trafalgar Square and get on one of the Routemaster buses, which takes you all the way down, and it's just a bus journey. You know, as, as, as kids, we used to love bus journeys, and you could do it now, and I've got little, and I'll just show me a little card, and get on the bus and sit there. I should, perhaps I should take sandwiches, or something like that, or a flask. That would be interesting. Um, 84850, and somebody says... Uh, Steve, you on Cheryl Cole this morning. I'm doubled over with belly. My car is uh, very dirty too. No, don't sing. It says, you haven't laid into the short footage with Paula Abdul, who said something, and then Cheryl, the fragile girl from the, uh, from the council estate. No, I, see, I always remember, that you, what I checked out the other day was the conversation that Cheryl Cole had when she had, let's just call it an incident, some years ago. The, the, the conversation between her and the, uh, the young lady concerned is, is very interesting. Uh, Steve... Uh, just read the whole of the interview. The close friend gave the news of the world about Cheryl. I was laughing out loud. My favourite bit was that apparently she feels as betrayed by Simon as she was by Ashley. Do we take this to mean that Simon has been sending pictures to everybody in little white pants then as well? I do, it, I do find it quite worrying. that every, Have you noticed now, everybody's fragile. You know, somebody says to somebody, listen, uh, you didn't get that job. Uh, and you think, God, thank God we didn't give it to them. Thank God we wouldn't give it, because it's quite clearly she couldn't have coped with the pressure. You know, either you can go into the business, you can deal with it, or you can't. In which case, you're a non-palumpa and you need to go back to sort of stacking shelves or doing something. Not that stacking shelves is any way derogatory. But, you know, stop giving it all this, oh, it's really tough to sit on a television programme and people faffing around you. And you've got nothing in common with the audience behind you, apart from the fact you're advertising stuff you want them to buy. And that's all it comes down to, I'm afraid. Uh, Christo apparently turned up on breakfast talking about Cheryl Cole the other day. They have him lipoed before he went on. I can't believe they actually put him on in his... Pre- he must have looked enormous. I mean, he must have looked like a barrage balloon from the war, I would think, poor soul. That, uh, he, he was in HD. Oh, Lord, was he really... Oh, blimey. I'll have to talk to him about that tomorrow morning. That, um... He says, you weren't having a laugh about his weight loss. Did you think he'd be appearing any minute? I didn't see it. It was just that a couple of people phoned me afterwards to say, oh, we've just seen Christo on the television talking about Cheryl Cole. And and I thought, oh, interesting. And then I kept thinking, they'll have to shoot him from the waist upwards. They really will. They'll never get away with it otherwise. But children rushing from the room in tears and, you know, ooh, nasty man on the television, <laughs> which is what we all do. Meanwhile, it's all going off in Ibiza, isn't it? Poor old Noreen. And uh, there's been a massive fire in Ibiza. This is where she is on holiday. You know, of course, she's not having a particularly good time of it because of illness and everything else. Biggest they ever say. There were planes brought over from the mainland and the planes were diving to the sea, scooping up water, flying to the fire and then dropping. Be going on for three days. She said, now David Cameron's out here. And then Carrie says the saga of Noreen's holiday continues after her slight mishap involving a rowing machine. Now forest fires are wrecking part of Ibiza. Never a dull moment with Noreen, is there? I like that idea. It, it is quite fair. Everywhere she goes, there's something that happens. It's like, should we go on holiday with Noreen? No! <laughs> because she's got forest fires, she's got everything. She's had mishaps, she's got Brian, and it just sounds like... It sounds like a carry-on film, doesn't it? It absolutely sounds like a carry-on, the laugh at some of them. Uh, Lulu and John Barrowman have very broad Scottish accents and can switch their accents to American-stroke-English. Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, we, we've spoken to Lulu on numerous occasions, and John Barrowman, as you know, can switch his quite easily. 
Uh, Cheryl Cole is very pretty and may be Britain's little darling, but she won't crack America in a million years. She hasn't got the bolshy attitude. I don't think she's got what they call the fire in the belly. You know, I, I can only describe it as somebody who is not hungry for it, but they've, they've got to sound as though they love doing it. And just sitting there, staring into the camera, looking slightly vacant, you know, and then going, well, I didn't think you were that great, pet, you know, is not really good enough. You know, it's, it's like, you know, you, you watch people on television, I watch people on television. You can spot the ones you like. Some of them you can't stand. I noticed that after his pathetic appearance on Channel 5 the other day, um, Stuart Baggs, uh, Stuart Baggs, the brand, the brand being rubbish, um, got two little pieces in the paper on Saturday. Unfortunately, it didn't alter the fact that he's hated, nobody likes him and he's got no talent. And he was kicked off this, this programme. They got rid of him very, very quickly for the simple reason that he was just stupid. Why should you have to put up with stupid people from The Apprentice? Turns out one of the girls in The Apprentice this week is now claiming to have had a lesbian fling. I, I mean, as if they're that desperate for publicity, they have to tell you that. It's awful. There's rumours in the paper that Danny Minogue's relationship is, um, is crumbling. Apparently because of trying to tie up their diaries and get to... It's just ridiculous. How do they think, you know, in the real world, ladies and gentlemen, how do they think normal families survive relationships? They go, oh, it's so difficult because she's working over here and then he's working. He's actually a model, OK, and she's on television. Well, I tell you what, Danny, why don't you do us all a favour? Why don't you just stay at home? End of problem. You could stay at home with your little child and then your husband will go and do his jobs around the world. Then he'll come back. OK, end of problem. Stop creating problems where there are none. Try and get yourself into the real world. You know, when Danny was sort of offered... I think she was offered the X Factor. Mind you, Cheryl did better in America than Kelly Brook did here. She did six days, and um, and I think she got paid off as well. And Cheryl did, did it two weeks. I mean, that's good, isn't it? Both as stupid as each other, but there you go. But they look good. But I think we're finally working out, it's taking us a bit of time, that sometimes looking good doesn't mean intelligent. Like in Kelly Brook's case, I think classic. You know, they had to drop her from from the uh, Channel 4 Big Breakfast, because she couldn't read auto-cue. She couldn't read the words. She sat there, and the uh, it was almost, it was dreadful. It was so embarrassing. So it only goes to prove you can look lovely, but don't ever ask them to open their mouths. It's like footballers. They had a programme on the telly the other day, and I was, I was, it was three people buying property in London and elsewhere, and I, th- I forget what it, what it was on, but they had, a, they had a young couple, and they were like, OK, you're like brother and sister, and they had £600,000... And they wanted to live in Chelsea, but of course £600,000 in Chelsea is nothing. It's no good to you at all. And so they had to move to Hammersmith, and they didn't like Hammersmith. That wasn't very nice. And they were looking at some crummy places, and their father had said, listen, uh, don't buy anything that's a basement. Don't ever buy a basement flat. The reason not to buy a basement flat is because they put a lick of paint on it and they cover up damp and everything else, and they are prone to dampness. So don't ever buy a basement flat. And all they kept being shown were basement flats. Then they had another bloke who was French, but was the stupid... I thought he was just a drunk. And he was evicted from one place because he spent most... He was the biggest idiot I've ever seen on the television. So you'll probably see more of him. And then they had a footballer's wag. They weren't married, but they had three children. And they had the most ghastly house up in Cheshire. It really was tacky. And she was as thick as a brick. I mean, she was unbelievable. What is it with footballers and stupid people? I mean, this one, this, she's going around, she's taking, she, because, you know, I was brought up in a council house, and now she's living in, she, her, she had a budget of £2 million. But then it turned out he didn't actually get the other job, so they had to stay where they were. And she was dim. I mean, she really was. In, in terms of thick, she was kind of up there with the thickos. But I found it fascinating watching her. 
<laughs> I found it fascinating. It's almost as, as much as watching Danny Minogue. And as Lynn says, now Cheryl knows how Danny felt. Only difference is Danny gets on with other things in her life. UK X Factor can survive without her, as it was going to have to when she decided it wasn't good enough for her when she left. Of course, all programmes survive. There is Nobody is as big as the... Pro- Simon Cowell will tell you the same. Simon Cowell will tell you the same. Richard Park will probably tell you the same here. Nobody is bigger than the actual outfit. Nobody is bigger. It's as simple as that. You know, you're, you're, you're as good as your last programme or as good as the current one. It's, you know, that's how it works. It's all these people who go, oh, I'm never going to watch X Factor again. Of course they will. They're just stupid. You know, do you seriously think oh, Danny Minogue's fans are sort of campaigning so the BBC can take her? They don't want her. They don't want her. Just because somebody's, you know, lost one programme doesn't mean you automatically get another one. Good grief. 14 minutes to eight. Have a check on the State of the Roads this morning with James Worley. Thanks, Steve. And on the A4. Seven this evening. Morning, everybody. It's uh, 13 minutes to eight. Don't forget my how low for this morning is the Apple iPad 2. Now, I only tell you because it is super. I mean, we always get nice things on the how lows, but the Apple iPad 2 is, I think, one of our most popular. It's just lovely. Thinner, lighter design, faster processor, graphics, improved browsing, gameplay and viewing of HD videos. It's also got two cameras on it, front and back, so you can talk face-to-face with a friend, take photos and record your own HD movies. I'm going to include a leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad, but transforms into a perfect stand for surfing, gaming or watching movies. person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The hammer's going to come down this morning at 10am at the end of the programme. So, to play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. So, example, if you want to bid £1.29, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 129, and send it to treble eight two one. OK, if you want to bid uh, 93 pence, you text Steve, 93, and then send that to treble eight two one. This competition finishes in two hours and ten minutes' time. You've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's got a 10-hour battery life, a 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen. It really is lovely. It really is lovely. And, uh, and you would be proud to own it. You would be proud to own it. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, other stories of the paper. Oh, good Lord. This is, uh, this is Bernie Eccleston's daughter uh, called Tamara. And she signed a six-figure deal to be the new face and body of the Michelle Monet's underwear range. Michelle, of course, always looking for publicity. So if you can get Bernie Eccleston's daughter, who I think lives in a £68 million house. So really in keeping with the rest of the world, as you can imagine, we all live in £68 million houses, don't we? And uh, Tamara enjoys life in the fast lane. It's amazing, actually, isn't it? Would you like to be a model, dear? Yeah, oh, you've got to get your kit off. That's OK. I'll do that. So she's done it here. Uh, oh, sorry, I tell her, like, it's not £68 million, it's only a £45 million house. God, death, there's me overvaluing things again. I could never make an estate agent. I trusted Cy. A little bit personal, isn't it? His name's Simon Sherrill. Doesn't call you shh, does he? Well, he probably does on occasion. I trusted Cy, but he used me. It's cruel. Yeah, agony over the X Factor. How we laughed. I'm not a robot. It's all so raw for me right now. Oh, get over yourself, for God's sake, honestly. This is a Geordie, ladies and gentlemen. A Geordie. I ask you. I ask you. Um, I'm afraid I, I can't... I can't even bring myself to tell you what I think about Sharon Shoesmith. I cannot believe that somebody could sit there doing an interview and saying, I don't do blame. And, I'm, and all I kept thinking was, like the rest of the country, 
Well, whose fault is it, then? How far do you go up the, the, the little pyramid to start laying blame? But they reckon she's going to get a payout now. I can't bear her. I'm sorry. Perhaps, perhaps that's just me being terribly personal. But I ca- she said, I've no guilt. Well, you know, she said, children die. They'll continue to die. I'm so, well, why don't you state the patently obvious to us? I cannot stand her. I absolutely cannot stand her. I don't do blame. Cool. Still alive. Try explaining that to that little body in the cemetery. Just, it's just a poor... This, I don't even want to go into the poor child and how many injuries this child had who died. I mean, was it 60 injuries or something to his little body? I mean, just appalling. I've no guilt. I don't do blame. I wish you didn't do this country, actually. Ian says, I deliver anti-crime workshops in a young offenders unit. We're always looking for potential young role models with whom the inmates can identify. Shortly after the documentary about Tom Daly's family appeared on television, we discussed Tom's achievements with the lads in the workshop and how proud his family were. One lad said, I wish I had a dad like Tom's, which totally wrong-footed me, and prompted 12 lads in the room broke into applause for a man they'd never met, and now, sadly, they never will. I think it's when... I tell you what it is, and it's got nothing to do with him being his father, it's to do with the closeness. And you tend to find that people who are in young offenders institutes and things like that don't have that closeness with their family. Because if you had that closeness and your family said, listen, you wouldn't... I mean, you could never imagine... You know, I mean, what would be the stupidest headline you'd ever read? Tom Daly accused of pinching a cut. You just wouldn't read that Tom Daly would do anything like that because, you know, he's, he's too much family-orientated. He just comes over as a very, very nice person. And the family came over as very, very nice people. And that's why I can imagine people saying, I wish my, you know, we all do it, don't we? You know, you, you meet somebody, you go, oh, I wish you were my mum or I wish you were my dad. We've all done that, haven't we? No, just me again. OK, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't care. Makes no difference. So here she is, the Apprentice star. She's not a star. She's a very silly person. Her name is Natasha Scribbins. She looks a bit Scribbins to me, I think. Look at this. I've never even heard of her. Apparently she had a lesbian fling with a married workmate. Bisexual Natasha. That's going to sell you well, isn't it, on The Apprentice, love? Are they all flawed on The Apprentice? Are they all stupid people? It seems to me that every series of The Apprentice, they become more stupid and more desperate to try and tell you about their tediously boring little lives. Natasha ended up in bed with pretty Krista Kreitz. After, what a name. After they shared, apparently, a drunken snog at a recruitment company Christmas party. Oh, how dull. I keep that quiet, love. I mean, re- nobody's interested in your boring little life. Bisexual apprentice stars lesbian fling with married woman. Ooh, shock horror. You barely contain the excitement that nobody will be ashamed. I mean, really, you should be em- embarrassed and ashamed that you have to trawl your sad old life about things like... Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, here we go. Now I know, says Carol Malone, why Diane Abbott remains, how can I put this delicately, a porker. What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, she's fat. Diane Abbott fat. Oh, right. On this week last Thursday, a cake ablaze with candles was brought on set for Michael Portillo's birthday, but he hardly had a chance to blow out the flames before Abbott, risking second-degree burns, dived in to grab herself a large slice. You wouldn't want to be trapped in a lift with her if she was hungry. Oh, dear. Not a very nice thing to say, is it? I mean, she is fat, though. I mean, you've only got to look at poor old Diana with the television. I mean, she is. She is a porker. She is, definitely. Um... Uh, another one here. This is um, uh, David Hasselhoff. Claims his mystical powers have helped heal more than a thousand people. A claim which is clearly the result of yet another nosedive into a vat of Jack Daniels. I totally agree. I mean, anybody who listens to this stupid man, honestly, what an idiot. Can't bear him. And here's a violent illegal immigrant. 
19. Tricked a school into believing he was 15. Went to school for two years. Went to two different schools. Nobody realised he was 19. He's a thug. He's been sent to prison now for four years at Exeter Crown Court. And uh, then we're going to send him back to Bangladesh. About time too. About time we did this with more of these people. I mean, how on earth you could look at somebody of 19 and think that they were 14? I've got no idea. Perhaps teachers are becoming a bit balmy in this, uh, this day and age. Uh, in Fabulous Magazine, The Big Fat Truth About Gypsies. That'll make an interesting read, won't it? OK, so they don't all live in caravans, they don't all tarmac your drives, and they don't do Lucky Heather, OK? There you go. Anything else you want to know about? No, probably not. 84850, steve at Get those questions in for Darren as quick as possible. You send them to steve at lbc.co.uk. steve at lbc.co.uk. Don't make them too long. Just make them, you know, so-so, because the shorter they are, the quicker we can then get through them. OK, so any questions for Darren? Oh, Jordan's made the papers again today, still hawking her tired old body around with her little boyfriend, who appears not to be working at all. So it's nice she's supporting two of them. It's always quite sweet, isn't it? And apparently Eamon Holmes saw red after he was branded an armchair supporter on Twitter. You can imagine Eamon Holmes losing his temper. I, I've always been able to imagine that, actually, because apparently he's still embarrassed about his weight. He's still a bit because... And the reason he's that fat is because he eats a lot. You know, you don't, you don't get it for anything else. But somebody, he then apparently fired off an angry tweet after a rival Stoke City fan called him a typical United glory hunter who doesn't even go to games. Well, you can imagine, can't you? Because Eamon is butch and he goes to football. Well, he's a bit like Murray Walker. I think he probably watches it on the television. And he wrote... If, if he wrote it. Shut up, you stupid so-and-so. You know naff all. Who are you anyway? Why don't you just let me do my thing my way? Why is it ruining your life? And then he simply blocked him, which actually would have been the easiest thing to do to start with. Doesn't take much to wind him up, does it? God dear me. I don't know. Ian Highland. Talking, I wish they'd changed the colour of your colony, and I'm not, I'm not, a, not, a, not a fan of orange. But um, he talks here. A chance missed at the apprentice beauty task when a, a wig and fringe had been combined to form a whinge, because uh, if they'd only combined a fringe and a wi- a fridge, uh, sorry, a fringe and a wig instead, they could have been offering... <laughs> sorry, I can't even read it, it's too rude. And uh, it, they are a bit stupid on The Apprentice. I mean, I, I, do, I do quite like people that, that stupid, but then after a while you have, to, you have to tell them that they're stupid. There's no point. It's, uh, they asked Stephen Mulhern in an interview from Britain's Got Talent. He said, they, they said to him, do you think that all the people on there really know that they're bad. And he said, no, they don't. He said, they actually come on, they start singing. He said, and I then turn to the mother or father and go, do you think that that's any good? And they go, yes. And I'm shouting at the news, I'm shouting at a newspaper. I've now got to that stage in my life where I'm shouting at newspapers. And I go, it's because these people are stupid. Remember those two fat birds who went on there, the family ones, who then managed to get a reality show? out of it because they were too stupid. They had no talent whatsoever. And these people, and you think, are you just on there because you really are thick? Or have we got a nation of people who are so stupid? They don't even know that they've got no talent. And then they stand there and go, well, I think I'm all right. You think, oh, get off. You really, at that moment, want to sort of pull a button or push a button and the trap door opens and they fall into a tank of piranhas. You know, that's the caring side of me. I don't want you to think in any way, shape or form that I'm anti these people because I, I love watching the stupids. I just think that, all right, so we've had a little bit of a laugh and, uh, and now we've actually sort of got, got rid of you. And, uh, and, and, and that's it. We don't see you ever again. Don't ever come back to another one of these shows because I, I really don't care. 
I, I, I think that every time I look at Denise Welsh on Loose Women, I always think, I wish you'd take you and Colleen Nolan, and she's as big as two houses, and uh, even after she brought out the little DVD of How You Lose Weight, quite clearly not following your own advice, are you, fatty? But anyway, so she was on there, and I think, why do you two just disappear and make everybody happy? <laughs> Morning, every Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. Don't take a photograph of the Queen with a flashbulb because she doesn't like uh, flashes going off in her eyes. I can understand that. People shove cameras in. I walk out of this building, people have cameras and picture them. Hate it, absolutely hate it. And uh, Sarah Ferguson, picture in the paper again. What do you do for a living, sweetie? I'd love to know, but she's got five phones. She's carrying five... Who's got five phones? Not even I've got five phones. Anne-Marie Minhall, with the papers today, might have five phones, but I suspect she's only got the one. Two. Two? Two. Why have you got two phones? Uh, Two phones. Do you fib? (laughs) No, promise. Two phones? No fib. One One is personal and one is work. Oh, right. Do you ever get to that situation where somebody goes, give me your number, and you give them the one that you're not going to ask? That's a worry. Do you do that? I've got a friend who does that as well. So somebody will say, oh, give me your phone number, and he gives them a number. He's got three phones, and he gives them a number, and it's never answered. No, never. But haven't you got two iPads? I have, yes, I have, but only use one. Only use one, but I've only got one. I used to have two phones. I used to have two different numbers, because I, I, I had a number that I kept for years, and I quite liked it, and then I got rid of it. Oh. And now I can't remember my, my number half the time. <laughs> I've now only got the one phone and the one number, which is a lot easier. So no landline? I do have a landline, but I don't use it. Never? Hardly, hardly ever. Mm. I use everything on the mobile, everything on the mobile, and friends only call the mobile. Would you ever get rid of the landline? No. No, I quite... No, I don't know why I would not... Why would I not get rid of the landline? Because I keep thinking if you've... Yeah, because it powers the computer. Right, So yes. I think I need it for that. I think I... I could be... I might have asked Darren, but I think I need it for the for the computer. And also, you never know, perhaps if mobile networks go down or something like that. Yeah. I, I like to have it there. I like to know it's there. Yes. But like it, is, it is actually it. there, but it's, it's unplugged. It's not, uh, it's not on. And do you ever switch your mobile off? No. Never? Not even never. at night time? Not even at night time. I spoke to somebody... My, who did I talk to yesterday? Who's, who, I was speaking to somebody yesterday who said that they're... Oh, that's right. I was talking to my bank manager. And she said, so, well, I'll be talking to her. And all of a sudden, the phone clicks off. And I said, are, are you turning... You know, when you charge it up on the computer and it does the updates, do you then turn it off and turn it on? She said, I turn it off every night. She turns it off every night. Whereas I don't. My phone is on all the time. I remember when um, Piers Morgan left the mirror Mm. and in that first diary book he wrote, he said one of the biggest reliefs of not being in charge of the mirror was turning his mobile phone off at night. Oh, I can imagine. If if you you were editing the mirror... It, your phone would be ringing constantly. <coughs> why would why would Fergie have five phones? Family no ones. Well, I don't. I mean, they've, she's got garish pink, red, yellow hands. Whether or not, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I don't know why she's got so many phones. And the photograph. Why is she holding them all at the same time? Yes, unless she's being paid to advertise. Ah, little bit. You, you can never tell with Sarah Ferguson whether or not she's uh, she's taken some more money from people. You don't know. I mean, I've, I've never seen anybody one, two. One, two, three. Yeah, it is five phones. It's amazing, isn't it, really? Sure, but they I do don't... say she's used to rigging up big numbers, five million in debt, <laughs> that sort of thing. And, she's, um, she's not advertising stretch cream, though, is she? No. Stretch mark cream. That's interesting, isn't it? We've been sending it to her free for ten years, and all of a sudden she's put it on her Twitter page. So it paid off, didn't it, with, uh, 
with Victoria Beckham. I read um, a few weeks ago that there were moves um, to, to try to prevent celebrities from doing, well, not just celebrities, but anyone doing endorsements of they products. They do it on their Twitter. Yes. We've seen Elizabeth Hurley do it. Shane Warne has done it. Loads of people. And, and they all sort of mention, oh, look, I've just got this new cream from so You think, well, you know, Elizabeth Hurley is paid by Estee Lauder. And so she's just doing free free plugs for them. It's just part of the deal, isn't it, I suppose? So adverti- but advertising on Twitter. Which they'd send me some free cream. <laughs> anyway, you know, I don't want the stretch mark cream, by the way. You no, know, Contrary no. to what people might think. <laughs> and um, poor old uh, Shobna Gulati was shot last night after a racist targeted her on Twitter. There's a lot of very stupid people out there, Shobna. I wouldn't worry about it. And there's a lot of stories, I mean, just generally, all the time now, every day, around Twitter. I mean, if mm. as journalists, they must be... Following, yes, thousands. Do you of have people. Twitter? Do you know I do, but I've mm. never written on it. Oh right. I know. <laughs> don't give so me that. So you have though, Twitter, obviously. but you but you've never written on it. No, because oh, okay, right. I I don't know. I, th- I thought we'll have a go, and then I've. Just you have a lot of people following you. Uh, not many, no. no. How many? <laughs> I'll have to more check. Than three. It's a little bit more. More than, than three. three, right? Most, most, most from here, really. Oh right. Oh, well, I would find that more worrying. Yes, quite. People from here start following you. I mean, the last thing you want is sort of Will and Holly sort of logging on and go, "Oh, can we follow you?" No, 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 absolutely no, 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 not. No, no. no. God, uh, now, what about your good self? I, I, I have Twitter. Yes. Do you tweet regularly? Um, reasonably, reasonably. Would you ever? Um, have you ever worried about anything you've tweeted about? No. No. It's generally where I am. So if we're out doing something, we'll take a picture of something and then put that onto Twitter. I've only got 5,000 people. Only? Yeah. Oh, that's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Ian Dale's got something like 18,000. Oh, is it Lady Gaga topped the 10 million, was yeah. it? Yeah, phenomenal amount. Stephen Fry's got millions of people. So I'm, I'm way down the list, but quite high on the LBC list. <laughs> <laughs> I, Apart I'm, from Ian Dale. No, I think 5,000 is, is magnificent. Yes, it's people who hang on. Oh, gosh, I knew there was something I've got to mention. I knew there something I've got to mention. Next Saturday, uh, I know at the end of next month, I've got a charity show at the Magic Circle, where we've got two sold-out shows. But next Saturday, uh, we've, we've got a show at the Magic Circle with Graham Jolly, who you know, if you came uh, with us down to the Mermaid Theatre... We used him for the opening act. He's a very, very good, very funny mind reader. And he's, he's got a show down at the Magic Circle. And the tickets, I think, are only £10. I'm introducing him on stage. If you go to steveallenshow.com, there's all the details on there. So just go to steveallenshow.com. Anyway. Uh, so, should we look for papers? We should. Um, I don't know what to go for. I've been first. listening with interest your thoughts about Ms Cole. And I've I think I'm absolutely right on it. I think I'm on the money. It's... They didn't understand what she was saying, and so she's coming back. Do you think there's any possibility we might be headed down a similar Louis Walsh route, in that in two weeks' time, suddenly it'll be Cheryl's back on board for UK th- X Do you think, like a lot of other people, it's a publicity stunt? I don't know. I'm just posing the question, because I just mm. wonder, because, I mean, there's not, um, there are not many inches of newspaper space which are not about X Factor... Or Cheryl Cole. Yes. Me. I mean, I'm not... To be honest with you, I, I couldn't care less whether she turns up on the panel or not. It wouldn't make any difference to my life. 
I watch the show because it's funny. I'm not watching it because she says anything remotely interesting. I don't think she's ever said anything funny or at all. I don't think she's got a humorous bone in her body. I, I did. I thought you kind of summed everything up very nicely when um, you mentioned about this uh, associate um, of uh, Simon Cowell's, I think it is, saying uh, the brutal truth uh, is that no one is bigger than the show. Absolutely. It's the same people, people leave... Coronation Street and fans writing to go, oh, it's dreadful, they've been axed, I should never watch again. You go, of course you will, because you're a fan of the show. You're not a fan of that particular person. They're not real people. They're just actors. And nobody is bigger than... Nobody would be bigger, you know, than Classic FM. No, nothing is bigger than LBC. Doesn't matter what you say, you know, it's, it's the station that is the star and it's the people that go to, to make it. But nobody's bigger than the station or the show. All these people who say, I'm going to do this and it, it's, all this is going to happen, it won't happen. Now, have you been watching Britain's Got Talent this year, talking about uh, shows? I haven't. And the reason I haven't, and I can't remember, because I was watching a film last night. I got a bit carried away. I was watching a film which featured the Larkins. Probably a bit before your, your time, I should imagine. That's but it very was, kind of you. <laughs> and, well, it's probably way before your time, because it's got all sorts of people on there like Peggy Mount and, you know, some great British actors. And they obviously did a whole series, and I started watching those films, and then I started watching The Love Boat oh. <laughs> again, because I bought all the box sets from America, and unfortunately I'm a, I'm a little bit nostalgic. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But then I bought another DVD. You, you won't have heard of the, the, these people either. I bought this. It's called You're Only Young Twice, with Peggy Mount and Pat Coombs. And I think it was set in an old people's home. Uh, no, I do. I do remember that. I oh, do, do you? I, I do because uh, who were the who were the chaps in it? Uh, or am I thinking of something? Johnny else? Wade. No. Uh, they also had um, Lally Bowers. I remember Lally Bowers. Diana King. It was mainly ladies. It was a, a superior residence for retired gentlefolk. I interviewed Peggy Mount once. I did too. She terrified me. Really? Yeah. She was going to do pantomime and she came in with Petula Clark. No, so not with Petula Clark, but Petula Clark was in and she, Peggy Mount came in and they reminded each other they'd worked. Petula Clark said, I worked with you when I was very young. Which <laughs> was just the right thing to say <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're quite old and I worked with you years ago. No, I mean, I, I, she was in Nottingham doing something or other. I can't remember. It might have been Blythe Spirit, I think. Oh, and, wow, um, lovely. It was Madame McCarty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and um, I, I think half the interview didn't come out. I was, te- I was petrified. I thought, I can't, I don't go back and tell. I mean, she was fabulous and, you know, and yes. had great stories to tell. But I was terrified terrified sit down come in sit down oh, really? like, oh right okay <laughs> whatever oh. you say i'd love to have interviewed i mean I'd, I'd love to interview margaret rutherford oh yes love to have spoken to her she would have been a great interview yeah amazing absolutely amazing lady now i you only you're only young twice twice yeah it rings bells because i, I definitely remember seeing something with pat coombs yeah. and peggy mount i still have together. pat coombs she used to sit there on celebrity squares and bob monkhouse would say hello patty and she'd go hello bobby <laughs> Celebrity Squares. Celebrity Squares. Why don't they bring that back? Don't know. It was a good one actually. But Cheryl Cole the, could do it. Cheryl Cole could do it, and all the people from The Apprentice, <laughs> and a few people from any other cheap naff reality show. Did, well, <laughs> did you watch um, what was it called now? The Celebrity Five Go Away on Yes Channel Four. I did. Was it four or five? Five. Is this was one it? with Biggins in? Yeah, and Paula Hamilton. Paula Hamilton. She was needy. <laughs> what was going on in her mind apart from nothing? And then a cricketer I'd never heard of. Ed Giddens. Oh, right. Yeah. Who actually Quite won? Hunk. Oh, he did. 
He did. He did. The cricketer won over Biggins. It came down to Biggins and the cricketer, and the villagers voted for the other one. We had Stuart the brand Baggins. That's right. That's what reminded me when it's you. Com- it was a complete waste of space. When I mean, honestly, that. small wonder. What an idiot. They had to kick him out immediately because he was too stupid. Was he? He was the first to go. Wasn't first he? to go. Yes, an idiot. An <laughs> idiot. He actually didn't quite understand the premise of what happens when you go and stay in a house and people are there to look after you. And Biggins asked, you know, do you do ironing? And he said he treated him as if he was a servant. You think, but he is a servant in that house. That's what he does, dear. That's like when you go to a hotel and somebody serves you a drink. They are serving you a drink because they're servants. He was too stupid for words, poor Stuart. Can't help it. I thought, I thought Biggins um, pulled a stroke of genius, though, when it was all kicking off. Remember, they were going on this day mm. trip out. It was a two-and-a-half-hour journey there and two-and-a-half hours back. And it was sort of arguments between, you know, because Sheila Ferguson was talking about laboratories and yes. things. And then Biggins just, just pretended to be asleep. I know. <laughs> he is actually the best, the best company you could ever have. If ever you go to dinner... And I've been to dinner many, many occasions. He is the most entertaining. Is he? I could yes. imagine. He, I imagine he would. I be. went to stay with him down in a house in Southampton. He was doing pantomime down there with the ill-fated cannon and ball. And uh, Lee said about that, the better. But it was, it was, he just, even after the show, he could make you laugh till three in the morning. You could laugh so much that your sides hurt. Really? Yeah. He's, he's got so many good stories. I mean, just the funniest ever. So what Some, you see is what you get. Absolutely. Absolutely. 16 minutes past eight. I'm dead. I'm dead. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past eight. Stuart says you mentioned Anita Dobson earlier. Went to see her and Greta Skaki giving their Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. It's a must. Yes, I've, I've seen little clips of it. I've, I've, I knew it would do uh, very, very well. Zippo Circus are in Wallington from May the 26th until the 31st. Also a must. Always go and support uh, things like Zippo Circus. We love it. And they've got uh, three shows a day. Then I've worked them hard. Three shows a day. Imagine if you came in here one day and they said, you've got three... Well, I don't have got three shows a day. No, and they said, you've got three three shows to do every day. Two hours in the morning, you know, two hours lunchtime, two hours early evening. Bit tough call, wouldn't it? It would be, wouldn't it? Probably happens somewhere in the world, I should imagine. But uh, luckily on Tuesday, May the 31st, only one show. And don't forget, tomorrow's bank holiday, Monday, and I'm here from six o'clock tomorrow morning until ten. Four hours... Fabulous. <laughs> yes, I'm not too sure that I share the, your enthusiasm. Four hours. You do work very hard, which is Jeez. all that can be said of, I thought you might really enjoy the story this morning, benefits cheats. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> oh, investigators have been um, gathering together some of the um, excuses which have been dreamt up by um, people who cheat the system to cover their tracks, um, including... There are some absolute crackers here. Uh, one worker caught fiddling the system who uh, came out with, I wasn't working, it was my identical twin. Uh, single mums claiming handouts uh, have also come up with uh, their own excuses. Uh, we don't live together, he just comes in each morning to fill up his flask. <laughs> Which is lovely. And <laughs> one of my favourites, if not the favourite, I think, um, one window cleaner who was claiming incapacity benefit insisted, actually, I wasn't using the ladders to clean windows. I carried them for therapy for my bad back. Either way. True. Didn't they let a woman off the other day? Because apparently she'd, she'd, she'd swindled £130,000. And she said she'd, she didn't, she'd spent it all. And so she's paying it back at £10 a week. It's going to take 124 years. <laughs> I'm sorry, why don't we just bring back the ducking stool for these people? It'd make it so much easier. Why should we have to continue supporting them? They're quite... And one of them, I think she'd already been done for it before. And quite clearly it was so easy to cheat the system, she she carried on. Which nice. I thought was, you know, 
It's appalling. I've never done anything like that. No, no. Absolutely dreadful. Um, the dress, by the way, is now in the shops for us to enjoy. The dress. The dress. The dress. Um, Kate Middleton's lookalike dress uh, being sold. It's hitting the high street this very day uh, in BHS, British Home Stores. Do people in, in seriously, I mean, I don't want to be rude or, or in any way, you know, sort of decry what women are buying, but so somebody wears a dress and, they, and all of you go, oh, I think we'll go and buy that. No. No. <laughs> because, Who are they appealing to? Because surely someone looks at it and oh, that looks just like, isn't that a look-alike yeah. of that dress? BHS. Yes. Hardly the hub of British fashion, is it, BHS? I mean, uh, I don't know in terms of buying clothes. How much would you put a price on it? How much do you think If it's selling in BHS, thirty-nine mm. <laughs> And I imagine that's probably pushing it. Probably get a pair of shoes thrown in as well. I don't know. If, if the, the original dress costs a lot more... So thirty nine. Yes, I would think between twenty five and thirty five. <laughs> oh, okay. Get ready then. To oh, be here shot. we go. Shock it. Five hundred and ninety five pounds. Ridiculous for British home stores and no shoes. No five hundred pounds. There's also a hundred and seventy five pounds tribute to that bridesmaids dress as well. So you could have the whole caboodle. Ridiculous. This is the place that does eight items for breakfast for three ninety five. How could they possibly <laughs> sell a dress for five hundred pounds? I don't think the staff altogether would cost five hundred pounds in BHS. Well no, I mean five hundred and ninety five <laughs> and apparently that they are the first to get it to oh. to the high street. Made for the British chain by a Canadian design firm called uh, JS and a spokesman said we think demand will be incredible. Well then they would say that wouldn't they? If you had £500 to spend, I'm not sure you'd be going to British home stores. Well, I don't, I don't know what the average wedding dress would cost nowadays. I mean, if you're going to spend... Um, well, you only wear it 2, once, 000? so to be honest, why people would ever bother buying one, I can't imagine. A couple yeah. of thousand would be average, between 1000 and 1500 But if you want Bruce Oldfield to do it, we start at twenty. Start at £20. I, well, I th- put it away, £20,000, you would get a, a bespoke wedding. They all do them, but I think Bruce does his sort of big creations and i would think 20 people who, who are spending that much money can go to bruce oldfield they're not going to worry about how much it costs if, if you've got one of bernie eccleston's daughters living in a 48 million pound house a dress that costs 20 to thirty thousand. who cares it's not much it's nothing i mean to us it's a lot i mean i wouldn't buy it so we don't we don't think we'll be seeing her down bhs later i don't think so do you think people sneak in to bhs and say buy, buy, buy it for me okay and we'll, we'll change the buttons make it look more interesting <laughs> that's what people do i think now you change buttons i wonder if that includes the veil as well if that's the whole for that price like, i hope it's delivered as well <laughs> do you think they just roll it up and shove it in a bag or do you think they put it in a box well one girl who's a bit of a, a kate middleton Lookalike says mm. it makes me feel like a princess. Oh, so for she God's sake, grow up, dear. Get a, get a life. <laughs> she did actually try it. Makes me feel like a princess. <laughs> that was like Jordan. Makes me feel like a princess. You know, sitting in that pink coach that she had for a ghastly wedding, and we're all laughing like drains watching this poor creature who was so troweled on with makeup. She didn't so much look like the princess as the ugly sisters combined. Dreadful. <laughs> um, you reminded. Uh, us that it is a bank holiday tomorrow. <gasps> there is talk of a four-day holiday next year for the Queen's Jubilee. Ford, I'll be working it. I can tell. Of course, you will be. I always work the bank holiday. <laughs> Do you work the bank holidays? Usually, yes. Yeah. Except I'm not tomorrow, which is a rarity. Yeah. I thought the next time round I might not work it. Oh. Give people a rest, I think, from not having to work on a bank holiday. But I don't know what. Do bank holidays feel any different? I mean, apart from no. just giving so it's a lion and a. Another I've never had a lion. I've had a lion for donkey's years. I don't know what a lion... What is a lion? Is that where you sort of wake up and you think, I'm going to lie in now? And so you just sort of lie there? It's knowing that you don't have to get up now 
Oh, right. A bit like I being think. in prison. When was the last time you know? had, had a... Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you had a lion? I don't, can't remember. Donkeys years ago. When you were t- when you were a teenager, were you with the sort of teenager who didn't, didn't want to get I, out I think when I did overnights on LBC years and uh, probably about twenty years ago, and and I remember sort of waking up in the morning and thinking I haven't got anything to do today. I've actually got nothing to do, which is great. I'll go back to sleep, and then I thought that's no, a waste of a day, and that's all I kept thinking of. If I stay in bed all day, and it's very easy. My my, my neighbour Lynn, I went for a cup of tea with her yesterday, and she's got big couches, big sofas, and and it was so relaxing up there because we could hear the wind chimes. I just started closing my eyes. But it's terribly rude when you're in company, isn't it, to just nod off mid-conversation, but, you know. Sometimes it happens. It's um, Scrabble that does it for my stepmother. Really? Scrabble and the smell of a pipe. And she'll she'll sit there and nodding off, resting my eyes. My father used to have a pipe rack with his pipes on. He probably had about six or seven pipes. No, I didn't see anyone smoke a pipe anymore. You don't really. It's an old... You see it in, in old movies... There was, um, in fact, there was um, one of the bonds on yesterday. Yes. For your eyes only. With Janet Brown in it, of course, playing yes. the Prime Minister. Um, and M, or M's substitute, because M wasn't around, was no. smoking a pipe. And I yes. Thought, oh, pipe. And I quite like the smell of a pipe. This yes. was the smell of a cigar. I did, in fact, used to smoke a pipe. Did you? Years ago, yes. Well, well I, guess... I tried it because I used to smoke cigarettes and I thought, I'll, I'll see if I can smoke a pipe. But you have to keep lighting it, they go out. It's not like a cigarette that kept going. This thing kept going out. And do you, do you in, uh, inhale pipes? Well, apparently you're not supposed to. You're supposed to take it in your mouth and blow it out, which is a pointless exercise. <laughs> you know, you're holding something that's on fire, and you go like that. And, just, and um, I, could, I could see you with a pipe. I look quite good with it, yes. actually. I have to be honest. It was a, We used to have a guy here, one of our um, former producers, uh, Johnny, who used to smoke a pipe as well. And he would sit there during programmes, because you could smoke in the studio, yes. and he would, he would smoke a pipe. Happy days, as they say. <laughs> Happy days. Right, uh, we're going to take a short break in, in a moment. We've got another story from the paper just before we take, go to the uh, news at half past. Yes, in fact, <clears throat> excuse me, just as we were talking about um, tobacco and things and uh, strange substances, um, Ibiza. I'm very impressed with Samantha Cameron. Not yes, that me she's too. Smoking or doing anything like that, but uh, she's been out raving on Ibiza, and not as in, oh, you make me really cross. She's yeah. been out at a club, apparently shaking her thang, Lord. as they say. Mm. Um, and uh, pictures, some of the pictures this morning in the papers of uh, David Cameron on a pedalo with the um, with the family on this. Um, I do like what the way the paper's for. What a place to go to, Ibiza. On another budget break, yeah. as it's being described. Um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to Ibiza for. I don't know, since I was knee-high since, to the Since hopper. it was pleasant to go to. Probably. Just full of all drugs. We used to go to San Antonio. Apparently it's hell on earth now. Full of these drunken northern people, you know. Way a, way a, pet, way a, have another beer, way a, you know. Gillian uh, Campbell says, Marie Antoinette used to carry five handbags, and we all know what happened to her. There you go, you see. So, this is in relation to Sarah Ferguson and five telephones. Ridiculous. I've never been so stupid in my life. I mean, that's why she's got no money. I mean, the, the contracts alone must cost an arm and a leg. OK, uh, short break. It's coming up to uh, 8.30. LBC 97. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to uh, 9. Anne-Marie Minhall is here looking at the papers with us. We've got the How Low today, which, of course, is the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. More details in a second. Now, the one thing that we talked about on this programme ages ago was the rise in America, and has been for some years, for the little, little beauty pageants for little children. Or, as we prefer to call it over here, perverted. Well, they do it here as well. 
They've got them here as well. This alarming rise in popularity. They've done a feature in the Express today on little children, one of whom has just been crowned Miss Mini Photogenic, and the other one Miss English Diamonds. And it's it's just a bit tacky, I'm afraid. Whichever way I look at it, I cannot equate any of this with anything. This is the sexualization of children. If you've ever seen the uh, the ones in America where they dress little children up who learn to pout at the judges and do the whole b- it's disgusting to say the least but uh, but it's here as well now and uh, it, it just goes on and they they they've got mothers being interviewed they've got mini miss north and uh, there's one here this this little child of 7 is a multiple title holder i think the truth of the matter is they're all little and they give everybody a prize you know so nobody bursts into tears and goes home and they primp and preen them and uh, Cover them with makeup and put them in these competitions. I don't know, they spend thousands. Thousands in America, it's it's thousands. Apparently, <coughs> they were told to use high street fashion catalogues as a guide, but on the day of this particular one, um, where they're turned into lipstick lolitas, I mean, these are seven year olds. That girls as young as six and seven arrive with fake tans and their eyebrows plucked. One woman even gave her daughter, who I think is ten, bikini waxing. I mean, you, you can only imagine that, you know, this it's just awful. I don't know how far parents go to make sure that their daughters win because it becomes very, very competitive. In America, it's it's awful. The kids are up at the crack of the door and they have to sit there while their makeup is applied. It's just... I don't know where it even came from. No, I'm saying thousands also, spe- would, I imagine, spent on accommodation and travelling, particularly in the States, if you've got competitions right across... Um, the country. Oh, I think it's ghastly. I think it's awful as well. I went to a colleague's wedding ten years ago. Her wedding dress cost £3,000, says Steve. She's now divorced. You see, wh- why don't people just rent a wedding dress? You don't need to buy one. Because you're, you're going to wear it once. When are you gonna, you're not going to wear it. You're not going to put it on and dance around the bedroom, are you? Oh, but it might be like a second-hand engagement ring. It might be bad luck. So if the, cause if the, <laughs> so if the, wedding, really? the wedding dress has gone back and then, and then you wear it and the person who wore it before you or wore it first. Oh, oh I don't know. I don't we like... actually bought a wedding dress on eBay once as, a, as an experiment on the programme to see how, how cheap we could get a wedding dress for. And what did you... Pound. 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 We got a wedding dress on eBay for a pound. And, and it was it delivered. Like? It just looked like a cheap wedding dress, but it was a pound. <laughs> we didn't really care. But there's somebody at Rowena says, my wedding dress was made to measure Chinese silk, hand embroidered in London, cost 300 quid. Bargain. Must have been some time ago, I would have thought. And it's Boopers, 10,000 race around London tomorrow. Haley and Tony Miller from Dartford are doing it. So good luck. Um, I'm going to go back, if I may, to Kate Middleton and oh, Prince right. William because oh, yeah. one of their wedding presents um, has had to be returned, but for two very good oh, reasons. Right. Um, it was a handmade bed. Uh, a king-size bed, uh, a gift from uh, a company based in Aberdeen called Glencraft, which has um, provided furniture uh, to the royal household for decades. Um, unfortunately, it will not fit in their rented farmhouse on Anglesey. How big is it? <laughs> I don't know. Won't fit. Um, but the spokesman for the couple also confirmed they did not have space for the bed, but added that the gift was so generous that they didn't feel it was right to accept it. Now, how often do you hear a phrase like that nowadays? Blimey. They're very normal, aren't they? They're very normal, that this couple. So they've got a bed. They've all... I should imagine that they have got a bed in there. They don't want another one. No. So they've got... It's a very generous gift, but we're sending it back. Or put it in storage until you get a bigger place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not going to be out there forever, are they? No, I was heartened by that. Uh, Tim Hemman, apparently, is uh, aiming to get uh, tennis-mad Kate Middleton to come to Wimbledon this year. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so that she could sit in the royal box and apparently absolutely loves the sport, a real avid... uh, 
uh, fan. But there are concerns about, again, putting her into the spotlight mm. too early. She could lead a sing-along. Yes. Like Cliff did. Oh, God help us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind that. I mentioned uh, a former producer, Johnny, who used to smoke his pipe. He's listening, of course, this morning, because <laughs> he and his partner have a hotel down in uh, Bournemouth called the Cransley. And he says, I never knew you smoked a pipe, but it's incredible to think uh, how so many used to smoke in the studio during the 80s and 90s. I even recall, he says, Michael Van Stratton having the odd crafty cigarette. He said, keep up the, uh, the show. We love it. And a breath of fresh air. From, uh, from another radio station down here in Bournemouth on the Internet Clock Radio. He says, and I miss my pipe, I'll have you know. I'm not at all surprised, actually. But it, it was so funny because when we moved buildings, and I remember we, Johnny and I were in Gough Square, and you could smoke throughout the whole building. You could, I mean, absolutely, there were overflowing ashtrays. And we never burnt down, I'll never know. But when we went to Hammersmith, the union <laughs> decided it would be a no-smoking building. And they took a vote, and then and, and the smoking... Well, that's outrageous. Where are we supposed to go? Now people stand outside. But they designated my studio as the smoking studio. So everybody would come into my studio and smoke. I mean, you couldn't... You could barely see anything. <laughs> barely see anything. It was... It was... It was really... It just seems such a long time ago now. And Johnny says it's the, you know, the 80s and the 90s. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Extraordinary. I mean, I remember in places I've worked, it was, it was just absolutely... I normal. would have sat it here with an ashtray with a cigarette on. Yeah. A couple of, yeah, getting a, no air con on, doesn't matter, con open I don't think window. we had air con, actually, in the building. Did we have air con, Johnny? Don't think so. I remember Warren Mitchell walking, and he's a big anti-smoker, and he walked straight out again. <laughs> Went to get the air freshness in and everything <laughs> to take away the smell of cigarettes. <laughs> we must have gone through it, I tell you, in those days. But you did, everybody smoked. It was, it, now you see people standing outside the front door and nipping out. And being fined £80 if they put a cigarette out on the floor on yeah. the pavement. But how funny to think you could sit here and smoke. I could have watched somebody next door, you know, Holly could have been sitting there with a pipe on, you know, and <laughs> sort of, <laughs> yes, puffing away on a and pipe. And they had special smoking carriages on the tube, didn't they? You could sit, you could, it would be, uh, there'd be no smoking carriages and then a smoking carriage, I'm sure... I can remember I thought you could smoke on the whole of the tube, because I remember the wooden slatted... If you go to the London Transport Museum, the wooden slatted floors... Uh, Sometimes you couldn't, you'd have to do your shoe sideways to make sure it was out, because otherwise you could have set fire to the train. You're right, we smoked on the underground. Smoked on the underground, smoked on the top of buses. I think the overground trains had the smoking compartment. I think the underground, it was all smoking. I just remember seeing, you know, like the, 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 the tube logo. Right. And then the blue bar that goes across it would have, either would say no smoking or smoking. But I might be dreaming that. I don't know. Well, it, we are at that age. I know. You know, the I mind play, plays tricks on us. Well, we have to write things down. Yes. <laughs> post-it notes. She has to put post-it notes. She's putting <laughs> post-it notes on everything in the papers. She has. She's got, she's used a whole book of post-it notes. But I will be recycling, obviously. Oh, will you? Yeah. Well, if I, I will Isn't do. it funny the things you do when you get a bit older, that you sort of think, I didn't do that before, now I'm doing that? Yes. Phrases. Yes. That you come out with. Yes. Tutting. Yes. I tutted at the Manchester United supporter in Leicester Square Tube last night and Did she you? heard me. Oh. <laughs> it didn't go dear. down very well. She was just it's stopping, awesome. having a chat and it was... Oh, I hate it when people just stop in front on, of me. One minute move. we're all walking along and then they just stop. Yeah. This morning I had, no, it was the other day, I had a car, he was quite clearly looking for somewhere and he pulled in and he pulled straight back out again. And I'm thinking, why don't you just learn how to drive? I want to be a policeman, I've decided. It's so much easier. <laughs> uh, right, we've got questions for Darren coming in, thick and fast, and uh, we'll try and get as many in as possible. OK, so it's steve at lbc.co.uk. Will, we'll print them all off. 
as fast as his little fingers will work, because he's been working on a petite typewriter, so... And uh, he's, he's finally got the gift of typing. Oh. Not in all his fingers, admittedly. He's sort of, you know, it's a bit slow in that department. But uh, the girlfriend's away, I think, still, so... You know, is, is she still away? Oh, dear. He look, looks so forlorn, really, isn't <laughs> he? He's so terribly sad. May I share um, a classic FM secret with you, Steve? We've had to move... We've had to change our big keyboard in our studio. We used to have a little petite one. And you've moved to big because... We've moved to big because most of the presenters, who w- will readily admit and I accept myself from this, say they've got fat fingers. Yes. And they can't type, so when they're typing on Facebook and Twitter, they're coming up with all sorts of nonsense. I have to agree. I mean, I can't type on my phone without making mistakes because the keyboard is too small, so I've gone for the bigger keyboard, so I turn it sideways and it gives you a bigger keyboard. Oh, may I see? Yes. Oh, what, on the keypad? Oh, yeah. So, look, if I go onto there now, that's sort of like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's Turn it sideways and you get a much bigger keypad and I can cope with that one. But the key keypad on my iPad 2, which we're giving away today on the programme, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, is, is much bigger. Uh, I don't know if I... Hang on, wait for a minute. That is a thing of beauty, isn't it? See, it's I'm, it, I'm yeah. flirting with it at the moment, but I'm yet to be convinced. Really? Mm. Oh, it's, I mean, put this way, if, if you had it, you, you would use it all the time. I promise you. It, it is... I mean, it's useful for everything. For, you know, if you're sort of out for the day... I like your work. red cover as well. Yes. Very nice. And it's, it's magnetic. Is it? There you go. So it just pulls oh. off and you... And that turns it on and off as well. It's all posh stuff, you know. Very posh. We've got one to give away on the programme, OK? So, 84850, uk. Richard says, The worst smoking carriages on the tube is a teenager I used to choose them as I thought the people in it were sexier. <laughs> they probably were. I thought people who smoked looked sexy. Yes. I thought smoking could look quite cool. One of the things they, uh, the NHS now ask you if you want to stop smoking is, can you remember why you took up smoking and does that reason still count today? So whether that was confidence or whether you thought it looked cool or people looked sexy smoking Ooh. and you sort of think, well, nowadays, do I need to be mm. hold a cigarette to be confident? I, I was talking to someone the other day who wants to give up smoking, and I said, I said but no, he, he, he said, I'm, I'm going to stop smoking. I said, no good saying you're going to stop. You've got to want to stop smoking. And he said, how, how difficult was it? I said, quite difficult. Quite, quite difficult. Did you lapse at all? Oh, yes, I did. I, I went for two years, and I was, and then I went back on, because I thought I could just have one a week. Well, of course, you can't. It's, it's, it's detected in the brain quicker than heroin. It's very, very addictive. So I was out crawling around the streets trying to find cigarettes. And I smoked, I was smoking 60 a day when I stopped. So I, I was considered quite a heavy smoker. And what was what was the reason that you decided? I've got angina. <laughs> well, actually, I stopped smoking because I thought I'd stop. I had a producer called Mandy. We both decided to stop at the same time. Then I got ill after I stopped smoking. So it's. But I mean, it's, I, I wish I'd never smoked. But you know, I did smoke. There's no point in saying you know I wish I'd never smoked and be all sanctimonious about it because I, I loved smoking. I loved it. But I started smoking because my parents said I'd be ill. My parents used to keep cigarettes at home in a box like lots of other people. And, and, they, the, and they used to say, it'll make you sick. And they went out one day, and I took an embassy and went into the back garden and lit it up. And I went, like that, and thought, oh, I'm really big and cool. And then I started buying cigarettes. Where, did embassy have vouchers in them? Yes, they did, yes. What were the vouchers for? I think you saved up for a toaster or something, or a packet of mints or something peculiar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you used, to, you used to get different things in there. Years ago, you got cigarette cards. Because yes. my grandmother used to save them and put them in albums. I think my Uncle Alan used to do that. 
But uh, now you just get... I mean, a packet of cigarettes is like an arm and a leg. Is it, well, they must be pushing seven pounds now, something like that. I don't know. never bothered me. I used to get duty-free from all my friends on the airlines. I'd buy all their duty-free allowance. So they used to buy them for 20, sell them to me for 25, which was half price. Until I started buying Dunhill International, which were sort of the, um, sort of the special ones that had more holes in the filters. I couldn't even taste them. There were, there were certain... Well, like anything else, there were certain brands to be seen with, yes. weren't there? And, and others I not. I think Dunhill International was one to be seen with. If you had a cold consulate God. or San Moritz. <laughs> or what's the other one? More. The, the, oh, the, yes, the, I used to buy more. Because they actually came in menthol and the other ones as well. And, yes, and the red packet. Oh, happy days, ladies and gentlemen, happy days. <laughs> All right, let's take a very quick break, shall we? It's quarter to nine. With the travel, James Worley. Thanks very much, Steve. And in Shepherd's Bush. The biggest <laughs> conversation. 12 minutes to nine is the time. Don't forget details of my uh, fantastic uh, iPad 2, which you can get on the programme. We've got an hour and uh, ten minutes left on that one. But on the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder, tonight at seven, uh, 500 flights cancelled, tens of thousands of journeys wrecked another year. Another Icelandic volcano wreaks havoc on Britain's airlines and the passengers. But weren't we supposed to be better prepared this time? Simon will ask whether safety first always equals you're grounded. Destination of the week is the Faroe Islands, halfway between Britain and Iceland, but handily accessible by sea. Whether you're after inspiration or information, Simon will take your calls on any part of the world's travel. All on LBC's Travel Show with Simon Calder, Sunday evening from 7, here on LBC 97.3. And uh, I follow that with In Conversation. And tonight, it's the man with the flute, James Galway, known to, of course, Classic FM's listeners, and uh, us as well, because he's appearing, I think, at the end of the month, at the church here in Trafalgar St. Square, Martin's, yeah. St Martin the Fields, and uh, and also we've got uh, Johnny Ball. Saw him. I Did you saw see him? him. I, could, I was I stopped in my tracks. <laughs> I saw him. He the only man to make maths interesting. Yes, ever didn't convince me, but that's another story. <laughs> I'm afraid I was my worst subject at school maths. I could Couldn't never never understand it at all. Oh, never no. understand it. I couldn't. I used to sit there and glaze over. At most things at school, I'm afraid. <laughs> I was rubbish. Rubbish at those sort of things. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Very quickly, um, uh, Steve, I listen every day. Talk about Yorkshire tea last week and how it's the best tea. I've been drinking tea for 40 years. My wife bought me a box last night. It's the best. No, I don't do Yorkshire tea. I can only do Earl Grey because I'm doing it um, because I'm diabetic and I don't have sugar in it. And all the other teas are horrible. Oh, I, like, I have to have my, yeah, so Do you like spoon, a proper cup? Yeah, the spoon stands oh, up in it. Oh, no, Love dear. it. Extra strong. <laughs> Extra strong. Um, Bruce says, like you, I'm diabetic and attended a course last week at the Beacon Hospital in Beckenham, teaching you all aspects of how to manage your blood sugar. So big thank you to Kaylee, Caroline and Pavita and, uh, and provided so much helpful information. I get a fantastic service, actually, Bruce, from my, uh, my diabetic nurse, Janet, and from my doctor as well. So they, they manage my diabetes. I actually manage my diabetes, but they sort of, they help me do it. I'm not very good at it, actually. <laughs> Just sometimes I'm good at it, sometimes I'm not good at it. Well, you know. Today we're OK because it's, it's just overcast and miserable. I'm happy yeah. on a miserable day. Um, guess who had a grungy face? One of our all-time sex symbols and a top actor as well. Apparently went through a really grungy phase in the 70s. Ooh. Colin Firth. Colin Firth? Colin The dashing Firth. Colin. Um, apparently he admits um, that he had three piercings. Um, 
<laughs> he was tempted at one stage to get one in his nose, but thankfully never went through with it. Oh, dear. A piercing? Yeah, three. Oh, I don't like that idea. Dashing. Definitely not. No, definitely, we, we, we definitely do not do... Pier- I know lots of people do do piercings, and um, apparently the packet of cigarettes now are more expensive than the toaster, says Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know. Now we know. I think that's probably true, isn't it? Yes. Um, barbecue, it's not really good. We're going to have a wet bank holiday, aren't we? Mm. I think definitely. Mm. London and the mm, southeast. Okay. yes. Um, despite the fact uh, we are still having the driest spring on record yes. here. Both yeah. the, well, actually, England and, and Wales. Uh, the barbecue, then, probably unlikely to make an appearance do in the next Do you do barbecues? No, I haven't got a garden. I don't do barbecues either. I don't, and, and normally, it's not very nice. It's burnt and then it's raw in the I middle. Know. And people who don't cook for 364 days of the year, decide mm. suddenly, put the apron on, yeah. hail to the chef, and yes. they think they think they can But they get carried away with so much food cooked, and there's only like three people there, and you think, yeah. no, look, cook it to order, we don't mind waiting. No, and a few beers, and sort of get bored while the burgers yeah. are still And it's always the same, you know, it's always the same things. Chicken, sausages, burgers. Yeah. It's dull. Never a nice piece of fish, or no, Nobody anything. ever does fish. Um, Jamie <laughs> Oliver is not having a good time with his own barbecue kit because it's finished bottom in a survey to find uh, Britain's best charcoal barbie. A £69 model for B&Q, less than half the price of £150 for a barbecue Jamie Oliver is charging. What? Mind you, again, I think it's a bit like the um, well, I've seen like the wedding dresses, isn't yes, it? Yeah, yes, You can buy the deluxe versions. Yeah. In fact, they, they were actually saying the other day when Cameron had his barbecue with Obama, mm. they said it wasn't really proper barbecue. It was gas fired. It was just they'd moved the kitchen outside. It wasn't really a barbecue. It's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to do it over hickory wood and yeah. it's supposed to infuse in it. We just do it over coals, yeah. which we've shoved a load of lighter fluid on. It's very dangerous. Well, a sixty-nine pound half the price of Jamie's is the one that um, uh, got the thumbs. Up. They t- uh, which this is, oh, right. uh, survey is done by. They tested 22 barbers, costing up to £450. Wow. Wow. Mm. It's a lot of money. We've actually had kettle barbecues, built-in barbecues. And to be honest with you, they've all been thrown away over the years. Yeah. The easiest ones are those little trays which you buy and you throw away. You cook it, you light the paper bag or whatever... And you cook on it, and then you throw it all away. But you know those... This is going to sound a bit thick now. Those ones you buy, the instant barbecue, yeah. do you do those indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Oh, OK. You don't do them indoors. Well, it's no, flames! Just... Are you mad? It's like setting fire to the sitting room. Should we cook on the sofa? Well, I thought they were no, a bit no. like indoor fireworks. No! Good God, no. The thing burns like there's no tomorrow. Oh, right. Have you tried one indoors? No, I won't now. Try it today. <laughs> Go on, give it a go. I'll let you know. Put it on the floor in the sitting room and then light it and have a little barbecue there. God, dear, no. No, they're highly dangerous. Oh, right. You so light the bag and then the bag's impregnated with the fluid and the cold... Good God, no, woman. You'd have no, no place left. No, so def- we just rest it on bricks or something outside, do you? Well, we, we just put it on a wall. And does it work? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It... Oh, yes. But you have to buy a big one. If you buy the little ones, you're just about going to get two sausages on it. And that's it. Which is not, not really worth it. Do you do them often during the season? No, no, not really. No. No. I mean, I don't mind going to people's barbecue, but I always have the same thing. I'll have a burger with some cheese on it. It's a bit dull, really. But apparently some people do bananas in brandy and that no, kind no, of no. stuff. No, it's not really us as well. No. Uh, Nick remembers smoking on the underground pre the King's Cross fight. There were smoking carriages, the middle carriage, which was pretty hideous. Yes, you're right. Everybody headed for the middle carriage, didn't they? And so you could smoke. You'd watch it going past. You go, it's there. Run, run, run. run. <laughs> Everybody goes down there to get that. Uh, Linda says, all my posh friends drink Earl Grey, and I've tried to cultivate a taste, but I'm afraid I'm northern. 
so I can only appreciate workman's tea. Well, mm. it's a bit like Anne-Marie. She can only do northern tea as well. If you can stand the spoon up, she likes it. Yeah, I like that. I like that very much indeed. Don't you hate it? Oh, no. You want, oh, no. Oh. oh, Earl Grey is just like drinking perfume. Oh, I can imagine. I, yeah. I would say, oh, it's, it's really sort of wussy tea. Yeah, but I, it's quite posh tea. Oh, it's not really. It's not really. I mean, I know that you can buy 100 tea bags for a pound or something of Earl Grey, or not of the, of the Yorkshire stuff. Yeah, Yorkshire's all right. But they do a special one for hard water, don't they? Mm. A, for hard water. <laughs> no, I leave the bag. Sometimes I'll leave the bag in yeah. while I'm still drinking it, just so there's more flavour. You leave the tea bag mm. in, even worse. I've got a problem with tannin, I think. Yeah, you must have. It's a bit of an addiction. As you look round the inside of your cups and see if they're still brown. My <laughs> grandmother used to have coffee cups with all brown stuff. It's all the tannin. Yeah, or oh, it's like the cups here. Yeah, dishwashers don't work very well. No, I they? don't think they do. I mean, no, you can't beat actually getting down and doing your cup yourself. And all the paper cups have disappeared. Yeah, I've noticed that because I can't drink out of a china cup. No. Because they, no, they taste of um, the salt in the dishwasher yeah. tablets. I did say to Will, he needs to go on a mission today to go and find paper cups, but, you know, within two yeah. minutes he'd forgotten. No, no, no. no. I looked in the Some drawers and everything. There's no, the, We've got uh, Andrew Pierce today. I never get tired of seeing all of his wardrobe. That's that's it. That, that's what his wardrobe comprises of. It's sad, isn't it, for a man of his age? But there you go. <laughs> He's happy in it, I suppose. Putting on a bit of weight, I notice. Uh, sadly, we have no more time. Which is a shame. I'll, I'll let you come up with one more story from the papers. You, you can pick one more story, whichever one you fancy. OK. What about, then, uh, guess who's a... Well, we've mentioned him already. Guess who's mm. a big fan of the Beckhams... I, I don't know. Barack Obama. Is he? Yeah, he met them oh, uh, whilst he was here. And uh, well, How do we know? Well, he said, 20-minute <laughs> chat with, with David Beckham and um, told him that we love football. Not, and you know, didn't use yeah. the football word, not the soccer word. Yeah. And, him, and the girls play it, his kids play it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go, the Beckhams again go everywhere and everybody loves David Beckham. And Jedward are going to Albania. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer pair. So uh, enjoy that. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Steve. So uh, we'll see you in tomorrow. I'm not in tomorrow. Oh, no. you're not working? No, no, having a bank holiday tomorrow. <laughs> She'll be out there barbecuing in the sitting room. Lovely. <laughs> That'll be played out later. People get, bar- can you have this barbecue in the sitting room? What is the matter with her? <laughs> They'll be saying that. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Nice to see you. I'll catch you during the uh, week. Anne-Marie Minhall has been looking at the papers for us. Coming up after the news, I'll remind you again about the How Low, the fantastic iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. Woo! Uh, Darren's here to sort out all your questions, and we'll have more from the papers to round things off, and we'll have a chat to Andrew Pierce as well, who's got his own programme after the news at 10. OK, so all of that happening right here on LBC 97.3 this Sunday, where the sun's just come out again. No, it's gone in again. No, it's out. No, it's in. It's out. When those you love... The 97.3 Morning, everybody. Coming up to uh, four minutes past nine, Sunday morning on LBC. Amory just nipped back, actually, because I do love... I do love a free CD. <laughs> so I've got it with the Classic FM magazine, which is very nice and it's Mendelssohn. Will set me back this afternoon, I think. Not set me, it'll make me feel a lot better about things. It's not set me back at all. And um, we've got loads of your questions for Darren. Before we uh, talk to Darren, uh, don't forget my special How Low for today. You've literally got 56 minutes left on this one. And this is the Apple iPad 2 and the leather cover. And Marie wanted to get her hands on it. I said, nope, you can't. You have to go in for the competition. Thinner, lighter. You can view your HD videos, faster processor. I don't need to tell you anything about the Apple iPad 2. You want it, you can get it on the programme this morning, and you'll get it for pennies. It's also got two cameras, so you can talk face-to-face with a friend, take photos and record your own HD movies. I will include the leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad, but transforms into a perfect stand for surfing, gaming or watching movies. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. 
lowest bit in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer's going to come down at 10am this morning, so it's 55 minutes away. To play this one, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence. So if your, if your bid is 11 pence, you text Steve, 1-1, and send it to 8821. If you want to bid £2 and threepence, it's 203. And then you send that to 8821. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's got a 10-hour battery life and a 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen. It is quite simply lovely. And it can be yours for pennies. So give it a go. And uh, fingers crossed that today the gods are smiling on you. Darren's back with us again. Morning. Good morning. Beautiful day. Is it? Well, it is now. The sun's just come out. It was in, out, in, out a little bit, a uh, little while ago. And, uh, and now it's gone all a bit... It's gone sunny again, which is good news. OK? Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering why you've got so many Kit Kats in front no, of you. No, I just... I happened to... <laughs> the, the, I found some upstairs and I brought them down. <laughs> and uh, sadly, I, I, as with all things, you know, you have to open one just to see whether they taste the same as you remember when you were a child last week. <laughs> so anyway, so I, di- I did remind people about the uh, the Graham uh, Jolly oh, Show. Oh, I can't Magic wait to Circle. see that. Graham was fantastic at your last show at the Mermaid Theatre. W- I mean, I'd, I'd, we, we've had some good openers before. He's probably the best you've ever had. Yeah, mm. I think so. So he's, he's a bit Magic Circle next If you Saturday. like Darren Brown, yeah. this is one step up from Darren. Yeah. He said confidently... <laughs> Not sure whether or not so Darren's not listening. He's <laughs> got a death wish today for some oh, reason. No, he's very, very funny. He's I'm very, get very emails good. now. I can tell. And you get to go to the Magic Circle, but the yeah. details are on steveallenshow.com. Okay, and it's the next set. I'll introduce him on stage. Right, you ready for business? Yep. Okay, here we go. This is one from Ken. He says, "Can you recommend a good external hard drive to be used with a Mac which has Photoshop, CS4, photographs, movies, iTunes, etc.?" Uh, the best one's probably made by GTech. Okay. G technology. There are yep. Hitachi hard drives. You go to the, um, you can get them from Amazon, Apple Store, good retailers. They're mm-hmm. expensive, but you pay for what you get. Or you can just buy one of the cheaper ones. You can get one and a half terabyte external hard drive. It maplins for about terabyte. sixty, sixty quid. Yeah, really? Yeah. So uh, it depends what you want to go for. Okay. But uh, that's what that's what I'd recommend. The G technology. One here from our very good friend Andy Nyman. Yes. Lovely Andy, still doing good business down with Ghost Story. Well it's done. Last chance to see that. Well, well, it's on for a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a techie question. Yes. Sitting there, and he says, I have an iPad 3G Wi-Fi first model. Yeah. And suddenly, when playing games, it makes no sound at all. Silent. Sound on. Everything else is fine. Nothing on the games. Very common mistake. Since they updated the uh, software on the iPad, they changed the button on the side. You know, the little mute button? Yeah. Or the little rotation button on the side here. I'm pointing at Steve. This thing here. Oh, yes. Now, that used to be uh, locking the rotation, but it's also now a mute button. And a lot of people get confused. Now, you right. can change it by going into the settings. Yeah. But if you flip it up, your sound will come back. There you actually, go. while we're talking about Andy Nyman, let me try a little... This will be our app of the week, actually. Let me just get it on my iPhone. Oh, really? Is it good? It's Andy Nyman. Have you tried it next door? No, no. I've just, just thought of it. Oh, well, I've just thought of it now. <laughs> yeah. It's called Andy Nyman's Mind Reader. Oh, right. And what you have on your screen is deck of cards. Yeah. Now, you can flip through the card of your choice. So if you think of a card, yeah. you can flip through it. Is it a full, or, full deck? It's a full deck, so there's yeah. no. So just flick through it. When you've found the card you want, yeah. touch it. Okay, so it's an old deck. And Don't you show me the card, obviously. Oh, okay. I'm going to try and guess what card you right. selected. What am I doing? I'm just looking Flicking at it. Flicking through. Yeah. Push the card. 
So you've only got one card in your screen. Oh, right, yes. Yeah? Yeah. And on the top right-hand side, there's a little thing that says exit. Okay. So the card has now vanished. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Just put it on the, the side here, out of my way. Yeah. And think hard on your card. Think hard think on your card. Concentrate. Look into my eyes. Not around my eyes, into my eyes. Three back in the room. Three of, three of clubs. Sorry? Three of clubs. Yes. Was it? Yes. Amazing. It's How does he do it? <laughs> Why does he do it? <laughs> Andy Nyman's Mind Reader. How much is it? 59p, I think. Right. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? You can play that with your, with your friends. Very, Very good, annoying. I was thinking of the colour red, but there you go. It doesn't matter. You know, I did my best. It's three clubs. Three clubs. Was three clubs, it was three clubs, wasn't it? was three clubs. Yeah. Good You're not just humouring me, are you? No, 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 <laughs> no. Believe you me, I wouldn't. So we've sorted. It, we've done very well this morning. We've sorted out Andy's problem. Yeah, because he's Next. sitting home. Who is that nice magician who who listens to this program on a Sunday? Andy Nyman. No, apart from Andy <laughs> Nyman. Andy, Andy Nyman's a nice man. We like. Which Andy magician Nyman. doesn't listen on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Oh, John Archer listens. John Archer. Who does yeah. spooked? Nick Einhorn. Oh, Nick Einhorn. He listens like to Nick Einhorn. You know. Yeah. He could um, model. The president of the Magic Circle. Jack yes, Delvin. Jack and his lovely mm. wife. Yeah. What's the best antivirus for the Mac? Says Joe. Go to LBC website, click on Shows, then click on Gadget Guru. There's a whole list of uh, software there, and there's free antivirus. You've got your own page? Only for about three oh. years, Steve, but never mind, keep oh, up. Lord. Yeah, but you know, hello? <laughs> it's no good asking me, is it? I'm, I'm useless on things like this. Uh, Carmel, morning Carmel, who says, How can I extend the battery life of the iPhone 4? It drains very quickly. What are the apps, stroke devices, which drain the battery? All the ones you've got running. Yeah, the little hints with the iPhone is if you double-click the home button, that's the little button on the bottom of the front of the screen. If you double-click it, it will slide up and will show you all the software that's open. Mm. You see here. Oh, yes. Now, some of those may be running all the time in the background and be draining your battery. Now, if you're not using Bluetooth, for example... Make sure Bluetooth switched off. off. If you're not using Wi-Fi, make sure Wi-Fi is turned off while you're not there. Because if you've got Wi-Fi on, for example, it's always searching for yeah. a Wi-Fi network for you to join. And that will drain the battery. Right. I'll state of the case on this. It's just terrible, isn't it? Yeah, I need a new one. Yeah. I, I did FaceTime the other day with my friend Daryl. Yes. It's very good. It, 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 I found Actually, it quite fascinating. I found can... a way you can use FaceTime um, very simply. If you've got another mobile phone... Mm-hmm. If you're on three, for example, you yeah. can share your internet network on the iPhone or oh, on your iPad, and then you just make free FaceTime calls by using that network. Wow. So I was walking down the street the other day using FaceTime. Free calls. Really? Free? Mm. Never mind all that, says Andrew Pierce. Has Darren fixed my Blackberry? No, I haven't yet. Is, it, is this the same problem he's had? Yes, yeah, yeah. I can't believe he's still got the same problem. I mean, bless his heart. Uh, eight for eight five. I hate to tell him that the prime minister's been phoning him since he left his phone down. Yes, here. I know. We've had all sorts. Yeah. We've, we've been going through your photo album, Andrew. Good Emergency lord! Emergency calls from a, be- a beach in a beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So we've written all the numbers down. The Baroness has been on the phone. No, <laughs> anybody but the Baroness. We could give her a Kit Kat today. Jilly says, "I want to buy a camera. I was going to get a Panasonic TZ10, but now they brought out a TZ20 touchscreen. Should I get the latest one?" Um, well. Depends how much money you've got. If you quite clearly, she has enough. To well, buy the thing Panasonic. is, when they bought a new, whenever, whenever they buy a new, bring out a new one, the older ones tend to come down in price dramatically. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with the pr- first one you mentioned. It's a very, very good camera. But if you want the latest, better kit, a bit like Steve, you'd buy the latest one and buy two of them. But um, I don't know where this Steve buys two of everything comes from. Uh, I'd I go do. for the touchscreen one if you want. Mm. Or have a look at the Canon Nexus range as well. They're, yeah. they're my favourite cameras. I've got quite a few cameras at home I don't use. Remember, I've got that little, um, roly, not what they call it. Roly. No, Rolyflex. Oh, uh, um, Hasselblad. 
Yeah, but it's a little miniature one. Do you remember yeah, we got I it? I did, yeah. yeah. Well, that's right, a collector's that's... piece rather than a, a oh, usable. Yeah. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a collector's piece. That's fine, then. Uh, Steve says, Karen, uh, I'm... I've, I've, I've hot an iPhone. <laughs> I think she means I've got an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, on a two-year contract, I'll be paying off the remaining year because I'm relocating to Hong Kong. I'm taking my phone to use there, but what will happen to my apps and accounts with iTunes and Apple? Uh, you can keep your iTunes account, and that means you can keep your apps as well. Right. Um, when you move to Hong Kong, you can open another account, so you've got a Hong Kong account, and that will allow you to open, uh, download stuff from the Hong Kong store. You don't have to worry about your current apps. You can keep those. Right. She wants to know, she says, only if when you have the time. Will an audio CD work in iTunes so I can use it on my iPhone? Yes. When you um, put your CD into your computer, open iTunes and tell it to import the CD. Right. The little button on the right-hand side, bottom. Right. And it will import the CD onto your computer, and then you can drag and drop the uh, tracks onto your iPhone. Okay. Have you been to visit the Kingsway Underground Tramway? I have, yes. I have. I know where it is. They do special tours from yeah. time to time. If you're a friend of the London Transport Museum in Cornwall, uh, for the next two days you are. For the next, oh, has it run out? <laughs> yes. It's about to. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, they do. How much is that one to renew? Uh, it's about for two people, forty quid. Right. Twenty-five pound a year for one or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they do out. private tours. The best that means, ones. That means the Tower of London's going to run out shortly. I don't know oh, what Lord. you're a member of. <laughs> I like the Tower of London. Mm. Right, so we're right. We'll talk that. about the Tower of London tomorrow on the What's On. This oh, exciting right, okay. news there. Very as busy well. program tomorrow. Yeah. We've got everybody in tomorrow. We've got Jane uh, back in again. And sorry, Jane who? Jane. Oh, from Classic. Jane event. Milligan. Uh, oh, Jane, no, Jane Milligan. Yeah. Oh, she's right, been okay. back. She's been touring the Far East, I think. Okay. So she's in, and John Warrington's in tomorrow as well. It's a very busy. Well, it's four hours the program. It'll, it, it'll seem like five, but uh, it'll be good tomorrow. Ben says, I can't seem to pair the iPhone 4 with a PC running Windows Vista for Bluetooth connection. It's looking for the drivers, which I can't seem to find anywhere. Any solution? You don't pair your iPhone with Bluetooth on a computer. Right. You can only connect it via the USB adapter. There you go. OK. See, so can't do it. change That's in the future. Yes, Andrew Pierce has now come back with, he says, but what's the answer, fixed or nay? No, haven't no, fixed it yet. not yeah. fixed it. Yeah. He's got far better... Listen, he's got to do colouring in later on today. He's doing the whole of the Beatrix Potter selection. He's got to colour those in before he even thinks about your Bluetooth. <laughs> Only joking, not. It's uh, 9.15, it's LBC 97.3. It's uh, Sunday morning. There are a few ways to entertain your family. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past nine. Andy, fabulous Nyman, sent in a, uh, a text saying, well done, thank you. <laughs> it was that, was that was roughly the gist of it, wasn't it, Andy? Thank you, and all the rest of it. The censored version. Yes, it was the censored <laughs> version. We decided to do the censored <laughs> version. Uh, Carmel says, when I go on the LBC app on my iPhone, it cuts off quite often and then won't play again, sometimes for minutes, sometimes longer. OK, uninstall it. Uninstall Hold your finger on the button. Yeah. It will start wobbling. Uninstall it. Go back on the app store and, put it and reinstall again. it again. Right. Now, if you're listening via the mobile phone network to LBC or any other global radio station or any live streaming... Which there are so many. Yes. If you're relying on the mobile phone network, from time to time the phone network will dip down in the amount of co the yeah. quality and the amount of uh, bandwidth it's got. So from time to time it will cut off. So if, if you can... 
always listen via a wireless network when you're around, if you're in the house or the office or yeah. somewhere where they have a wireless network. Obviously, if you're on the move and you're relying on the wireless uh, on the phone network, you are going to have problems from time to time. In the same way, you know, calls drop, suddenly you can't hear the person you're talking to mm. or they sound like a darling. It's the same issue. Yeah. Uh, this is an intro. You don't have a copy of this one. This one came in from Ben and Natasha. They bought a, a Sony Vio from a well-known place. The reason I'll, I'll tell you it's a well-known place is because I don't want to identify them just yet. Uh, in 2008, OK, uh, now out of warranty, uh, this graphics chip on the motherboard has malfunctioned, leaving him with a £450 doorstop. Yeah. Looking online, I found that this is an, uh, an inherent manufacturing defect. Where do I stand on the sale of Goods Act? Uh, the company are refusing to admit there was a fault. Well, okay. they, they, they well, sold it to you. They have a policy, this particular company, of normally taking anything back, but not after this amount of time. Now, I haven't checked out the link that's on there, but I promise you, you can find anything on the internet. You might find... I would, um... Oh. Just mm. see where you bought it from. Yes. <laughs> OK. That's why I said. That's unusual for that. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not unusual yeah, for that. It's them not unusual. Because of computers and TVs yes. aren't covered with the same... Returns yes. policy. Normally, the returns policy in this particular place, they would take it back. Well, it's 2008, nine, three years. ten. It's a three-year-old Nearly machine. three-year-old machine. The argument would be, I'm not a lawyer. You, we have a lawyer consumer hour on um, Ian Dale's yeah. show. He's on holiday, I think. So whoever's sitting in for Ian Dale this week. Yes. Um, I'd call him and ask him where you stand, because yeah. three years is a long time. You'd expect a laptop to last three years, but probably you're coming to the end of its life. Mm. When you bought the computer from that place, mm. the agreement probably was it would only last a year, the warranty. But yes. ring the legal advice hour. Mind you, I read something the other day, strangely enough. It's, I mean, you can read anything on the internet, can't you? Somebody's only got a grievance with something. Somebody was selling a Bentley Anage. Yeah. Okay, and he said, check with all Bentley Anages that you've got a new engine because the engines are known to fail. He said, and this is, this is what, the, this, I don't know who this person was, he said, I've just had a new one put in at a cost of £28,000. I thought... Got a new car for that. I was going to say, I don't know where you've been to buy engines, but quite clearly you're a bigger idiot than you sounded. Kevin Maguire is in for Ian Dale. OK, so he has... Uh, they have a legal hour every yeah. week and uh, give them a call on it. There's yes. also a government website, Consumer uh, Direct, yeah. and they will give you the details. But it's so old, it's three years my, old. My Jackie King. My yeah, Jackie well, King. She was, oh, she crackingly good crackingly good she really was lover retired now retired john says windows vista for the last few months my computer has notified me that the last backup has failed this i believe is because i made incorrect deletions how can i get back on track dig out if you have your windows vista disc get it dig that out and uh, repair the installation right um if that doesn't help I'll have a little look into that. It's, it could be quite complicated. It doesn't harm from time to time to back up all your data, so your music and your emails and anything else, your documents, and reinstall Vista from scratch and download all the updates. It's, it's good policy to do that every year or so, just to keep your computer running nice and sweet. So, okay. uh, Have you heard of Spud Run? No. I'm What's vaguely in the back of my mind. Well, it says, you may have read about me and my friend Seb online or in the newspapers. I'm Britain's youngest app developer and I created the game Spud Run. It'd be great if you give me a mention. I do remember reading Aaron about this the other day. OK. He is actually very young and he's, he's created this, this game. I'll have a play during the week. Yeah. How much does it cost? I don't know. How much does it cost, Aaron? Send us a developer... Um... Uh, code and we'll have a little play. Yeah, we'll have a look at it. Spud yeah. Run. I do remember reading about it. 
It, it, it's in the back of my mind. I'm, I'm quite good at... I flip through papers and I'm very good. And Pete says, could you give a plug for the Twickenham Charities Fair tomorrow on Twickenham Green from 10am, all for the local charities? They're going to be selling uh, raffle tickets there. There's a super book which they brought out, which Bruce and... Um, and his wife had put together. It was really good, actually, talking about all these Ooh. shops in Twickenham and everything else. Very nice indeed. So if you're going anywhere, Twickenham Charities Fair tomorrow on Twickenham Green from 10am. I pray for good weather for you. Spud Run, five stars from 13 ratings, 59p. Wow, 59p. Yeah. is on iTunes. iTunes how yeah. old is he? He's very young. It doesn't say how old he is. I've, he's, he's very young. I mean, I, I haven't invented anything like that at all. Uh, right, one from, uh, from Patrick. I tried to open Internet Explorer, but it goes through the process. But finally, it has one item remaining in the status bar and doesn't open. Can you help? Can this we is, um, fix it? Yes, we this, can. This, this error is often related to badly um, made websites that use Flash. And it's the Flash element of the website that's causing the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, try downloading another browser, Firefox, for example. So go to firefox.com or Safari, which you can get from apple.com. Or Opera, and see if you have the same problem there. Okay. If you have the same problem in all those, you know it's a problem with the website. If it doesn't have that problem anymore, then stick with a new browser. Okay. I have a, an iPod Nano second generation, says Linda. I dragged podcasts from iTunes onto it, but when I look at the iPod menu, it says there are no podcasts on it. Although when I open the iPod details, they're all there. Where have they hidden? Who knows? <laughs> Under <laughs> a rock. They could be um, hiding in your music library rather than in your podcast library. Yes. Yes. That's why they're not appearing in the right place. Frankie says, may I have some advice from Darren? My computer used to recognise my camera with an automatic wizard through a USB port. Yeah. Operating system is Windows XP. I got a new hardware icon in the service tray, but the wizard does not launch. I've tried to install it uh, through Device Manager, but my camera's not on the list of cameras held. Camera is a Practica DC Slim 315. Go into... Just do this on the computer here. Control panel. Um... And just check to see if there's any software associated with your camera. If there is, remove it all and then reinstall that. Click on system as well. Look under hardware and then the device manager and check that whether the driver for your camera is in there. You'll see a little list of all the things like cameras and USB, system devices, keyboards. Try and find your camera one. Mm. Remove that. Reboot the machine. Start again. Okay. Uh, One here from Tony. I'm currently... IE6. Internet Explorer. Thank you. And most websites ask me to upgrade to IE8. Every time I upgrade to IE8, my computer crashes. What should I do? Good question again. It depends. You haven't told us which um, operating system you're using. I suspect it's probably XP. Again, it might be time to do a nice clean install of your XP, which is, as I say, a very good thing to do from time to time. Right. Um, And then try from there. Okay. Quickie here from Paul. Downloaded CCleaner many months ago. Always works well. However, I've noticed that even if I don't run it for several weeks at the bottom, it always tells me it's done at most 28 files. Is there a limit to how many files it checks at one time? No, it will, it will clean. If you've got the correct version, Yeah. make sure you've got the version we mentioned on our website. Yes. Then it should clean the whole lot for you. OK. He said, abiding memory of Tom's dad. This is Tom Daly. He said at the press conference, and he asked for a hug from his son, mm. and Tom looked mortified. Yes. Mortified. Happy memories. Um, right, think of getting a Kindle. What do you think of it? Kindle's very good if you're uh, into your books, because you can read books in the sunshine, so if you're on the beach. 
right. Um, you can also get the Kindle app for uh, Android and iPhone and iPad. So, right. Steve, you can download Kindle and get all the books from Amazon and read them on your mm. iPad. Cool. Problem with the iPad, in the sunshine, it's much harder to read. Ah, Trouble with the Kindle, why. when you're in bed, you need to have a light on to uh, see the screen. So there's right. pros and cons. So you can buy a little clip-on light for it. OK, super. Sadly, no more time. So we sorted out Andy Nyman quite easily. That was fabulous. <laughs> and uh, and we've mentioned Aaron and Spud Run. Wish I could, I remember which, wish I could remember which paper I read it in. But uh, it, was, it was definitely very good. So uh, a young uh, web, a young app developer. Well done to you. Congratulations to everybody else. We didn't get round to you today. We'll have to do it again next week. So you've got to be in quick. We know, the moment we sort of ask for these things, we get them in and we get through as many as we can. Let's but keep we all the rest of these for next week. So oh, okay, right. Of them. Shall I give you these ones then? Yeah. Okay. There you go. And uh, and we've sorted all those out. We think we've sorted out as many people as possible. And that one there. Okay. Look at this. Honestly, we are so organised, boys and girls, today. Because after the news, which is coming up very shortly, Andrew Pierce will be. Uh, oh, we could do the break now, haven't I? I've missed it. LBC 97. Yeah, you can have a Kit Kat, all right? You need to keep him happy. Yeah, Only 107. Sorry? Hang on. No, I think he's taken it away and eBayed it. I think he's uh, decided that just the numbers alone in it are worth money. Well, they are, actually. They are, aren't they? Mm. Do you have famous people's names? Yes. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you have them coded? Yes. Oh, right. Uh, so we'll, we'll know. So we, we, we would have to phone people. Yeah. So when it says John Major, I mean the former Prime Minister. Really means Sharon Schuster. Yes, exactly. Right. She's a ghastly woman. Do you know, she? honestly, I, mean, I was. When I heard the verdict the other day, I thought, OK, that's what the court have decided. doesn't mean you have to like her. But, it, but what, what the verdict of the courts did wasn't... It, it didn't uh, absolve the Department of Harrogate Council of terrible neglect and incompetence. It was just the incompetence of the dismissal by the former she, schools... Yes. The former... Ed Balls. I don't do blame, she said. Terrible. When they went... So who do, who do you blame? Who do you blame for this poor little child's and, and miserable writes, life? And as Carol writes in her column today, she says she'll regret the death of little baby Pete for all her rest of her life, but it doesn't stop her getting a million pounds in compensation. More, they're saying. Oh. They're saying it could be up to this four million pounds this compensation. This country's gone nuts. Haven't we gone mad? And there's a man who avoids prison this week because his children would be affected, so you gather. thieving little toe rag. Quite right. Oh, I tell you, it's getting so bad now. Well, that's what, t- that brings me neatly on to what we're talking about in the top of the ad, because oh, the government's gone on holiday. Mr Cameron's in Ibiza, or Ibiza. I know, he's in Ibiza. She's doing raves. So I gather. <laughs> God knows. Don't forget, she on. has got a little um, um, uh, tattoo on her ankle. She was a foxy lady when she was a young young girl before she met. Don't Cameron. tell Sally Burko, for God's sake. She'll be desperate to get out there. She's probably got one. She's probably, she's probably got, got quite a few tattoos. <laughs> so I'm told that the government of today published a list of excuses that benefit fraudsters use to cover up their crime. Mm. Um, uh, and they, the top ten worst excuses we don't live together, he just comes out each morning to fill up his flask. That's a good one, isn't it? I wasn't using the ladders to clean the windows. I carried them for therapy for my bad back. Needless to say, we're getting on representative charities say, no, 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 stop, don't demonise, don't demonise. But actually, we should, because £1.6 of taxpayers' money is lost through benefit fraud. It makes me sick. Well, I mean, I saw two women the other day. I I did get a bit angry. And they, they parked their car down by the river in Twickenham. And they get out the car and they walk to the restaurant, which is around the corner. But before they walk to the restaurant, they produced a disabled yes. sticker and stuck it on the car. As opposed to, I'm sorry, you've got to say, you could have parked right next to the restaurant, but quite clearly knowing that they were fraudulent. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. You should have taken the number plate I was going to write. I was going to write a note and put it on the window and write, disabled, you lying old bags. <laughs> oh, Darren's fixed it. He's fixed it. He is my hero. 
That's what 25, have I done wrong? It's 25 it's pounds. I'll tell you afterwards. All right. All right. He, I, he is my hero, Tony. Really? Because I, so I got off the plane in Sicily, because I've been in Sicily for the week. And still working at the old Cosa Nostra. That's the sort of thing. <laughs> and I did see a sign for the Corleone Avenue, and I thought, oh. How lovely. But I found no horses' heads on my pillows oh. at all. So you went over to Sicily, and... And you... the moment I got off the plane, there was no access to the internet. So fortunately, I'd taken my uh, laptop... But, the, but hotel access and internet and, you know, it's quite high up a hill. It's not easy. If it's you need fixed. help, come to the Steve Allen Show. No, I come to, I come to Darren, who's the expert. You don't know how to do black. I advised him. Oh, did you? I advised him on that one. I'm very happy. I said, listen. I'm beaming from ear to have, ear. Have a Kit Kat and you'll be happy. Oh, I've got my Kit Kat as well. Lovely to see you. Thank you. See you later. So that was it. You're just doing benefit fraud, are you? No, no, I'm also doing, um, um, we've broken the defence covenant because um, paratroopers having their pay cuts. Right. Do you want to go and sit oh. by your microphone as opposed to wandering around the... Where do you... This, this is not... This is not the Rose Theatre. I'm also doing... Oh, thank you. Has the, have they already broken the Defence Covenant, the government, because they're cutting pay for paratroopers yes. and the growing splits within the coalition on NHS? Right. Did you hear that great audio between Cameron and uh, Clegg the other mm. day? Mm. Telling him off. Pipe down, Nick. Pipe down. We like There's that. our old Italian Prime Minister. Yes. And foreign aid. I'm sorry, I know it's probably been covered to death this week on LBC. Right. But I'm sure I did... you'll do it in your own way. I will. Lovely to see you. Bless your heart. Thank you for that. That's Andrew Pearce. He's much happier now owes Darren lots of money for sorting out his Blackberry. That would cost a lot of money in the real world. Anyway, weather for today, just in case you're going to worry about it. Rather cloudy, mainly dry, little light rain and patchy rain. Oh, I hope it's all right tomorrow for the, for the Twickenham Charities thing on the green. Maximum temperature 19, similar to yesterday, currently 16. Pollen forecast is low. Tonight, cloudy in most places, dry, light rain expected in the early hours. Typical. It'll be just when I'm coming in. 11 centigrade, similar to last night. Tomorrow, rain forecast, but it will feel warm with highs of 21 degrees. So take a brolly. Do not let it put you off going out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Aaron says, I'm 13. There we go. I knew he was young. I couldn't remember how, how, uh, how young he was. So he's an app developer at 13. Only goes to prove, Aaron, that your brain is far more developed than mine is. So, but yes, you, should, you, could, you could be on The Apprentice, actually. You could, well, you don't want to go there, actually. Listen, you're doing quite well without The Apprentice. At 13, you're doing very, very well. And um, another one here, very quickly. Oh, sorry, the Eel Pie Club. They've got something coming up. The CD launch of the first album of Paul Cox and Charlie Fabert, I think it is, described by Paul Jones as one of the greatest voices in the UK. Paul Cox has worked with some of the greats, including the late, great Ray Charles, Paul Rogers, Eric Clapton. And uh, the exciting album takes place at the Eel Pie Club on Wednesday. Doors open 8.30, tickets 10 quid. Go to eelpieclub.com for that and other gigs. www.eelpieclub.com. Thank you, Gina and Warren. Hope you're well. And uh, no doubt catch you around tomorrow. We've got rugby today in Twickenham, so I'm not heading back there till much later. I, think it's, I wanted to go on a bus today. I so wanted to go on a bus today. I might do a bus a bit later on. Listen, you've got 22 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to get your hand. Uh, not for you, Aaron. You're too young. You've got to be 16 for this competition, which is the Apple iPad 2. Although the money you're making from your app, you can probably buy half a dozen of them. This uh, is thinner, lighter, faster processor, graphics, improved browsing, gameplay and viewing of HD videos, two cameras, so you can talk face-to-face -face with a friend, take photos, record your own HD movies. I'll give you the leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad, but also transforms into a perfect stand for surfing, gaming or watching movies. person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. For this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid £3.83, you text Steve, 383, and then send that to 88821, 8821. If you want to bid 3p, you just do Steve, 3, 
and send it to treble eight two one. If you want a bid, uh, thirty three pence, exactly the same. Steve thirty three or one pound thirty one three three, and so on and so forth, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes in twenty one minutes time at ten o'clock. You must be over sixteen, so Aaron, not for you. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus the standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And the Magic Circle Show, again, I'll remind you, is the details are only on my website, steveallenshow.com. And that's for next Saturday at the Magic Circle for Graham Jolly's show. It's a complete show. He's doing his, his complete show. Okie dokie. Right, uh, let's whiz back through the papers very quick, because Andrew's going to be in in about 20 minutes. Um, as as Anne-Marie said earlier on, it's uh, it's Cheryl Cole. You can barely get away from from Cheryl Cole inside the front. Or take that, although she she kind of dominates because uh, take that started the tour last night. Robbie doing his cutie look, and apparently the crowd loved him and everybody was very happy. Uh, the people today, uh, the headline is Leandro drowns Jordan. I couldn't be that lucky, could we? And <laughs> the big Corrie kill off. Oh blimey, who are they killing off in Corrie? See pages four and five. Let's have a quick check check on who they're going to get rid of. And they've got Coronation Street lesbian Sean Powers. Uh, the bosses are planning a mass clear-out. Only two weeks ago, actress Sasha Parkinson said her character Sean had a strong future, but she's going to hit the road early, coinciding with a cast cull. Craig Charles's character Lloyd Mullaney is going to be rested. Regulars who'll be terminated include wife-beating builder Chris Gray, his ex Cheryl and their nine-year-old Russ. So goodbye to actors Will Thorpe, Holly Quinn, Ankra and child star Finton Flynn. But uh, Charles is coming back to Weatherfield next spring. But they do that every so often, don't they? To be honest with you, I didn't know who half these characters were. I really didn't, so, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, Girls Aloud star Sarah Harding, still toting that one about everywhere, I'm afraid, uh, has finally decided when she'll wed her fiancé. The singer, 29, is planning a small family do next year, possibly with a gothic theme. Well, then shut up about it. You're so desperate, aren't you? You really are desperate, honestly. You just cannot sort of, you know, worry. My friend has printed very sticky A6 stickers which state, Dear Mr, Miss or Mrs, police officer, no one who walked away from this car looked disabled. Worth checking badges for the people who return. He sticks them on the passenger side of the windscreen. These two women, though, they they parked and then they walked. It was a good, you know, five, six minutes. They could have parked right next door if this was an official badge and if it was theirs. But probably somebody would have gone, sorry... You're managing to... We were walking behind them. That was the worst thing. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're going to a restaurant. Why did you not park outside it? With a disabled badge, you can. But they chose to park there quite clearly knowing that uh, somebody would pick them up on it. Because they they appeared to walk perfectly normally. Perfectly normally. 84850, Stephen LBC, the UK. Cheryl. Uh, Simon says, come back, Cheryl. No, I've been treated so badly. Well, then go away then. Go away. Nobody cares. Stop being so needy. These people, they can't, they can't look after anything, can they? Uh, grab yourself. Here we go. Poor old needy Kerry Coke Toner. She's touting her poor, sad little programme about all over the place. It's not quite as dreary. Well, it is actually as dreary, because she doesn't do anything in her life, apart from it's a photo shoot or holiday, and that's it. And they all do the same. You notice all these needy ones that come from the same stable. I love, I love my kids. You know, I'm doing it for my kids. Shut up. Shut up. Parading them on the television all the time. But apparently, uh, the only way is Essex Bloater, that's fat boy fat, James Ar- Argent, um, was, was judging something in Marbella. I don't know who's the fattest bloke there, and that'd be you, wouldn't it, James? Never mind. Last night, uh, last week, she was dumped by Dan Foden. But apparently, Kerry's pal is Danielle Brown, younger sister of Mel B. She's got a bit of a history as well, I'm afraid. And um, apparently, Maria Fowler, who's in The Only Way is Essex, spent 12 hours in the hairdresser. 
Kind of wasted, isn't it, really? I don't know. Harry Potter star Emma Watson is back acting. That'll be a first, then. Uh, Ollie Murs, struggling to find himself a girlfriend. Really? You surprised me. And uh, did that money ever turn up? The money for that dreadful hat on eBay? At least, it, I mean, if it turned up, it's going to two charities. That's fantastic. And here's uh, Sarah Ferguson, apparently seething with anger at a posh bash after being teased about her royal wedding snub. The Duchess of York was left fuming after a master of ceremony said, Sarah Ferguson is here. This is one event she has got invited to this year. Oh, dear, she doesn't have a sense of humour, Sarah, does she? There's a picture of her looking very upset. And when she gets upset, she's upset. Uh, Jordan Fury over stunt, as Britain got talent. She, she's launching a, a talent programme. Um... Uh, she's warned Britain's got talent stars, girls rock, she'll sue them for trashing her. Oh, darling, nobody could trash you any more than you trash yourself, I don't think. Amanda Holden says her series on Britain's Got Talent could be the last. I don't think so. I don't think so. But she's got Shrek, the musical, to do as well. Parky has slammed reality shows which humiliate contestants. I know, but we seem to like that kind of thing. I don't think they should put children on there. And, um, and they've got all these people appearing on the... T- I mean, it is a bunch of oompa on there, and to be honest with you, girls rock. I mean, just another lot of rough, brassy blondes, ladies and gentlemen, who can't sing. Simple as that. Uh, Tom Daly, that's the news, as far as I'm concerned. Tom Daly, a nice family losing their dad. That's, that's the story. That's the story. That's the nice thing. All the rest of these people are just low-rent, stupid people. Um, other story here, this is Stacey Armstrong. Don't know who Stacey Armstrong is, but apparently she's, um... Glamour model, and there's a picture of her here, because looking at her, there ain't much else she can do, I'm afraid. But um, she found out her uncle's been taking pictures of her in the bath secretly, and she didn't know about it. And he rigged up his iPhone to film me in the bathroom after I had a boob job. Glamour model, or her boob jobs, don't they? I think I might be a glamour model myself. I could go and have a boob job, and I could be glamour model, which is nice. Emma Dale's Adam, and um, on filming those scenes... I'm sorry, actually. This is Adam Thomas. I'm ever so sorry, Popsy. We have no idea who you are. I'm ever so sorry. It's very sweet that you get a double page of the paper. What scenes? What? You're an actor and you filmed a scene. Good heavens above. And, and, and this, you think, is worth a double page. He said, the director said, I want you gagging for it. We didn't hold back. It was mental. I don't think you were. I think you were just acting, weren't you? I've assumed that's what you're trying to do on Emmerdale. I wasn't actually aware that you were doing it for real. Unless, of course, you're just as stupid as we think you are. No, I think you're acting, love, in your own little way. I mean, sweet. It's not really very good, is it? Quarter to ten. With the travel, James Worley. Thanks very much indeed, Steve. Delays around. Conversation. Thirteen minutes to ten. You've got thirteen minutes left to get your hands on the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. It can be done. If you've got a unique bid, hang on to it and pray that it's your one that gets you through. This Sunday, you can join James Max with a pension special. Are you concerned that your pension's going to be less than you originally thought? Have you even started saving for one? Whatever your question, get in touch as pensions expert from the London School of Economics, Ross Altman, will join James in the studio. Also keeping you up to date, Dr David Kuo from The Motley Fool. We'll have a full market roundup. All of that and the big stories of the day with James Max, Sunday afternoon from four. I've had a pension running since I was 16. I think it's worth nothing, actually, to be honest with you. I'm convinced it's not worth anything at all. It's, so, it's, it's such a cheap one, but it has been running for a long, long time. And uh, hopefully it'll keep me going. Uh, John Wise, talking in The People today, says, Top news on LK today. That's Lorraine Kelly. 
Uh, Michelle Obama is in the country, but most definitely not on our show. Instead, lovely Lorraine managed to fill part of her morning chat show discussing what a great role model the First Lady is for women around the world. Because not only is she clever and articulate, she's well-dressed too. Even if one fashion expert reckoned she had hair like Jedward when she stopped st- stepped off the helicopter. <laughs> she so did. And they're trying to get um, an award for Frank Thornton. You know, Captain Peacock in Are You Being Served? He's 90. And they feel it's about time that the government honoured people like that. And June Brown. You know, June Brown. I mean, she is just award-winning. Every performance she does is absolutely... Mar- I know, Pauline. You know, she's just marvellous. She really, I don't care what she does. And at the moment, she appears to be going a little bit round the bend. She's 84. I mean, real 84. She can still carry a full 30 minutes on screen that can have you in floods of tears. She's 84, for God's sake. I mean, she's fantastic for 84. I mean, I think I'm marvellous for 79, but there you go. That's just me blowing my own small trumpet again. Uh, front of the uh, Independent on Sunday... The unstoppable, unstoppable march, excuse me, of the tobacco giants. Um, I'm so glad I don't smoke now. I really am. It's, it's, I, I know for people who smoke, it's really tough and everything else, but uh, I'm glad I stopped when I did. Uh, Sunday Express, super glossy photo album, Kate Middleton. Her style, her beauty, the making of a princess. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. They like their quiet life. They're very happy. Fifteen hanging basket plants inside the uh, mail on Sunday today. Obviously not in my copy. I'm having a look for them. They must be very small. Oh, wait a minute. You have to send £4.90 postage and packing. So, not free at all, are they, really? Wait a minute. Let's have a look. Page 84. What, what, what do you get? What do you get for your £4? Because that's quite a lot, I think. 83, 84. Oh, look at this. What better way to brighten up your garden than with these 15 hanging basket plants? These beautiful fuchsias, petunias and geraniums, usually worth 19.99, will provide vibrant colour all summer long. So you send £4.90 and they, and they send them back. Sounds lovely. So £4.90. What do you have to put in? Well, you've got to fill in your details. And uh, by returning this coupon, you agree that the Mail on Sunday and other members of the DMGT group may contact you with messages that might be of interest. No, you don't want that, do you? Please tick the boxes below if you do not wish to receive them. Because some people think if, if you tick the boxes, that means you're going to receive them. So they don't tick them. So you get this rubbish. So what you do is you tick all the boxes. You don't want to be MSN, phone, e- you want nothing. You just want your 15 hanging basket plants for £4.90. They must be making a profit on that. If you go to Liz, uh, John Lewis, you get a complimentary Lizelle cleanse and polish hot cloth. That sounds nice. That's worth... Oh, that's good. I like that idea. I can go for that one. Because I like looking at the colour supplements just to see if there's anything interesting. They've got an offer. Uh, the, the Daily Star on Sunday, you get free nuts. Kind of figures, doesn't it, really? From McColls and Martins. Get, get your dry-roasted peanuts here, apparently. And a picture on uh, Jordan, joining the only way is Essex. Oh, why don't you just stay at home, dear? Make it so much easier for everybody. You're a little bit needy and a little bit tedious. And uh, Jordan... And here's Amy Childs. She is such a child, I'm afraid. She believes all the rubbish that is written about her because uh, she's, she, she's going to put her, her boyfriend on the show because he looks class. And she says she's managed to persuade him. Yeah. Do you want to be a show, babe? That was it. That was persuading. And poor Amy, who is as deluded as she is unattractive, says here, my fans were always saying they want to see more of me on the show and having Joe with me means I'll probably be on more often. I think people will find our relationship hilarious. Well, he probably does. He often wonders how anybody could go out with an old drag queen like you, dear. I mean, even we find it hilarious watching you, because you're not the brightest penny in the box, are you? 
You really aren't. And your fans, dear. Have you ever met your fans? Dribblers. Okay, dribblers. The sort of people who go for people like you, dribble. Okay, that's all I'll tell you. Don't you say anything else. Should have a look at the colour subs. I've never looked at the colour subs on the program. Perhaps you've got a free gift today. Okay, this is uh, supper. This is news of the world. Overnight fame. TV's Miss Jones on the hunt for Mr. Wright. We meet the real gypsy wives. Lovely. So we'll leave that one. Uh, take five. Roxanne Pallet. Who? Who's Roxanne Pallet? Oh, well, she was in EastEnders. No, uh, she was in Emmerdale, I think. Uh, Wine Jane. Wine Jane Goldman loves superheroes. This is in the Sunday Times. Kate Winslet as well. And boy band Hanson have grown up. Well, I'm taking that one. You know why? Because I'm talking to Hanson this week. I'm talking to Hanson on, uh, I think it's Wednesday of this week, so I shall take that. <laughs> Not missing out on that one at all. You don't like to miss out. And also a 17-day diet. Have you noticed diets get shorter and shorter? Now it's a 17-day diet. And, uh, and this one here, The Odd Couple. Do you remember the world's most famous bear and his keeper? You know, did they both die of a broken heart? And the truth about Dolly Parton's assets. I'm taking that one home as well, actually. <laughs> Make a splash. How to keep cool in summer. And wish they weren't here. Would you go on holiday without your children? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, they do now. I think Thompson do holidays for people who don't want... They don't want children to be on the holiday. Yeah, it's fine if you've got children. We'll go on holiday with them. Don't take them on the holiday and annoy everybody else. Uh, Peter Hitchens in Inner Mongolia. Sounds quite nice. So many bits of paper I get. And honestly, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm like a one-man carbon footprint in here today. I've never seen so much stuff. You've only got um, six minutes left. Six minutes left. Uh, Pippa Green's goddess gown. Amanda Holden. That's a good picture of Amanda. Unleashing her inner ogre because, of course, of Shrek. And uh, here, Sir Roy Strong. I like him, Kirsty Gallagher. And the art of being number one. How do you be number one? Well, in the case of The Apprentice, you just find a few oompa loompas and they go, I'm number one. And we go, no, you're not. No, you're absolutely not. I'm terribly sorry. You're just very stupid. 84850, stupid, lbc.co.uk. Uh, 84850. Uh, John, don't be a silly little girl's blouse, OK? And, uh, you know, I, th- I think you just write it under different girls' names, don't you? It doesn't matter. I've, I've put you in my silly box now. I've decided. In fact, we're going to put you in my silly box right now. You've gone. There you go. Look at that. Very quickly. Uh, Pauline says, these young women craving the limelight and endless supplies of money, it seems. How much money is ever enough for these people, one has to ask? Sadly, it's only when older we realise how little we can manage with. We, we had this discussion the other day. I was having a discussion with some friends on how much money it would be appropriate to win on the lottery that you could, you could honestly put your hand on your heart and say, I could retire on that. I could retire on that. And... Um, and you think to yourself, what would be the minimum? And the answer is, it really depends on how old you are. Because some people might say, oh, well, I could probably retire on £100,000 or £150,000. But it depends on what you can live on throughout the year. And that, that would be the problem, wouldn't it? Deciding how, how much money you could live on. Could you live on 7000 a year? Could you live on 10000 What could you live on? And that, and that was why it was a big problem. So when you see people winning, as in the case of that, uh, was it the baker in Spain who won £107 million? He's now quit the bakery and he's disappeared. Not at all surprised. Suddenly realised the enormity of this amount of money. I mean, he's never going to need to worry about money again. But on the other hand, he can't really trust anybody ever again. Because every woman who comes up to him, he's going to be thinking, gold digger. And that's, there was that poor man who won. I can't remember what his name was. He won on the lottery years ago. Managed to find himself a former glamour girl who came with a daughter. And systematically, over a period of years, his money all went. Nothing. He's got nothing left. I interviewed him. 
And, uh, and it's, I mean, you could have seen it coming a mile off. He was this sort of, I mean, it was just, he had the word gullible stamped all over him. You know, it's like people really believe that if you go to one of these lap dancing clubs, these, these girls that dance around poles are seriously interested in these crumbly old dribblers who sit in front of them. Of course they're not. You're a source of income for them. They're not remotely interested. You don't seriously think that every girl who works, you know, Soho is interested in the clients who turn up on the doorstep. Of course not. You're a source of income. So they have to tell lies. So in a way, they're actually very good actors and actresses. That's how it works, I'm afraid. It's a, it's a sad reflection on the business, but they really aren't interested. So when somebody says, I really love you, they don't. OK? So, you know, if you go into one of these pole dancing places and somebody goes, mm, you are so sexy, they're not talking to you. They're talking to themselves. Listen, no more time. So I will remind you again that you've got... Oh, crikey, you've got three minutes left to have a go for the Apple iPad. And I shall let you know during the week. Probably Tuesday, I should imagine, we'll, we'll find out who the winner is and how much they got it for. And then you'll kick yourself because you'll go, I wish I'd put that final bit. I was thinking of that number. I was thinking of whatever it happens to be. So why don't you give it a whirl? You've literally got uh, a couple of minutes left to try and get your hands on. It comes with the leather cover and everything else, which we'll chuck in. Uh, if you go to the LBC website, you can have a look at the, uh, at the Sassoon pictures, me and Sassoon. And there's another set of pictures going on tomorrow, which I'll tell you about tomorrow morning when I'm here from 6 till 10. Plus, on the LBC website, you can learn how to podcast. It's very inexpensive. From as little as £2 a month, you can download everything on LBC. Absolutely everything. It's, uh, it's very, very very, very good value. So I wish you well with that. And if you go to the steveallenshow.com website, there's details of that Magic Circle show next Saturday. Not the not the charity one, but the other one, which is next Saturday, with Graham Jolly giving his complete act. OK. Have yourself a lovely time. Back with you tomorrow for the bank holiday. Hope the weather stays fine for us. At the moment, it's a little, little tiny bit of rain out, but nothing, nothing to worry about. But if you're out tomorrow in Twickenham, it's rugby today... Get there nice and early. Managed to find somewhere to park. Everybody's smiling today. I wonder why. Because Andrew Pierce is with you after the news at 10. Have yourself a, a lovely day today. And tomorrow. If you're not working tomorrow, it's even better. But do remember, I start later tomorrow. Christo gets five hours. I get four. Six till ten on LBC. 